Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, guys? It's Alex. And uh, obviously, if you're just now tuning in, you may realize that we don't have a brand new episode for you this week. But every like end of the year, we don't do that anyways. We always have a best of for you. So that's what we're going to do this year. The best of 2020. And let me be the one millionth person to tell you, hey, 2020 has been a little bit weird. Am I right, guys? You get it. Uh, I thought I found some of the uh, funniest stuff from the year, some of the most interesting conversations we had from the year, and I included just about every single guest we had on. We had the most guests we've ever had on in a single year. This was the most episodes I've ever done in a year because we did the quarantine Monday episodes for a while there, but uh, I found it all. I've narrowed it all down to I don't know how many hours of of stuff this is, but uh, this is the best of 2020 featuring tons of guests and myself, Pat, and Robert are prominently featured in it as well. So enjoy past the great podcast. Best of 2020 and uh, before you do that head on over to pastthegravymerch.com buy some stuff from the PTG store get you a gravy gang shirt we have the new trucker hats we have the dad hats the PTG logo on them and now we have trucker hats to go along with them we got sweaters hoodies all kinds of stuff. You're going to love it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. PassTheGravyMerch.com. Go support your favorite podcast. But now, check out the best of Pass the Gravy 2020. I'm a working man. I got to pay my bill. I don't know what we're yelling about. Oh, look at me. The millionaire who goes to see doctors. You reek of scotch and cheesecake. You filthy animal. What is this, Ray? Good news. I saw a dog today. In your face, Nancy Grace. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Everybody ain't who we just call them fans, though. The only thing I think of when I think of my kids growing up in this country, if they say, Dad, what do we have left? That's American name. And I say, son, I mean, there's not much to choose from, but that's what we have half blue ribbon for. Child, please. Pew, 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 pew,
and I'm not a cook, oh, so it actually... would never work. Like, pitch it to Food Network. I feel like you get shot down, though. And one, I don't have any cooking expertise, but I would be the host. And you would have three cooks, similar guys, but, like, you know, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't have to rush off to go get it. So it's kind of, like, chopped, but you're like, all right, I want you to make an omelet. And, like, whoever makes the best omelet, like, we go to the top, the, the three guys there, then one guy gets, gets axed, and then I just throw two, like, kitchen knives down on the floor and I'm like go <laughs> <laughs> and the, the remaining two guys have to sword fight it out or just see who doesn't get stabbed to death first and then whoever wins you're the winner I've got a show it's uh you get three chefs and they have to create a meal each and then I have to try and finish all the meals that's a good one too I like I that's like a that one. One. that's a good one that's a good one um oh here's one what about they uh like I let everybody kind of like they like pitch to me a, a restaurant Mm-hmm. All right, you guys get to open up your own little mini restaurants, and then I just take their ideas and I use it as my own. <laughs> Whoever wins, like you win the show, but then I get your idea and I get to profit off of everything. That's pretty smart. It's like Shark Tank, but for food. Also, Ooh, that's another idea: Shark, shark Tank for food. Shark Tank, but for restaurants. And and there's actual sharks that are like under me while I'm like judging everybody, and I just have a glass door that I can just. Psh- and like you, you get tank. eaten by a shark. Oh, so like Iron Chef, but it's a shark tank, and they have to dive in and catch a shark and then cook it. Looks like he's chum. He's finished. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've done long. Should we do a lot more CSI ones? I don't know. Um, I guess you could say he took a stab at him. That's my other game. We really stab each other. <laughs> Something with bite. <laughs> I've also always wanted to watch a cooking show where it was like uh, people like only have one arm. Like that'd be crazy to watch. Where it's like, all right, you guys have to make a cake, but like you don't get to use your prosthetics. It's just like you get the one arm and you got to figure it out. I mean, I and like it would be an even playing field because everybody would only have one arm. So it'd be like watching Def Leppard's drummer, but in a cooking show. Yes, and then who is another one? What about T Rexes? They have to make food, but like they have really tiny arms, so like. It's hard. Oh, you, it's you, hard to do you it. You like tape all the chef's arms. No, but they're actual T Rexes. 
They're in T-Rex costumes, those big blow-up T-Rex outfits. Somebody's going to catch on fire in that, so I'm down to watch it. I mean, I'm pretty sure we just we, we could invent the, the Gravy Food Network, and that that would work. We're Everything gonna, has to have gravy. That'll be like it. us with, uh, like, Joe, da- or Joe Exotic did, uh, he made, it was Big Cat Rescue TV or whatever, just to, like, oh, yeah. to, like try to- Big and Cat ju- Entertainment? Yeah, or? Big Cat Rescue Entertainment or whatever instead of Big Cat Rescue, and we'll just do, like, that. Gravy Food Network. It's like it says Food Network in it. The logo for the Food Network part is the exact same. It just says gravy in front of it. I like that. Like that is you're trying. I to just want to eat a bunch of gravy. Yeah, I just want to watch Food Network now. Honestly, so that's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're gonna go watch Food Network. Arguably the greatest not cool we've ever had. So I'm leaving your apartment oh last God, week, and so I take like three or four steps outside of your apartment, and I do my normal phone, wallet, phone keys, wallet, dip, key, key, keys, keys. Keys not there. Keys. Shoes. So I go back inside and I come and knock on the door. He opens it. I was like, I can't find my keys. I look around the table. I'm looking around the apartment. I'm like, fuck, they're not here. He said, Jesus Christ. And I go, oh, and I, and I go, all right, Alex. Well, I'm going to go down. I probably dropped him right outside my car. I'll go down there. If I can't find him, I'll call you. So I go down. I walk into the parking garage and my car is right there. And as I walk up, I was like, God, it kind of looks like my car lights are on. My taillights. And as I get closer, yeah, I left my car running for the entire three and a half. Like, keys in the ignition running for three and a half hours. Unlocked. Yeah. Unlocked. Like, ready to steal. I like, was just, you might as well have just put a sign like, free car? My, my only Want assumption this? is because in the front of your apartment complex, it's just visitor parking. Uh-huh. I assume that people just thought a delivery driver parked the car and ran inside. Right. No, that's 100% what they did think, I bet. But, like... For three hours. three It was like three and a half hours, dude. And I just started laughing, and I call out Not cool, Pat and, I was and like, the environment. Never, yeah, I lost like... The environment's not cool. I want to say it was like 85 miles worth of gas. Of just, it just idling. Sitting, just, just idling, idling right fucking there. And all I could do was laugh. I was like, this is amazing. The only thing that makes sense about it, though, and I'm not that mad about it, is... Uh, I mean, it sucks losing that much gas. If I had, like, but, a garage, uh, was, garage just, that closed, could you have killed somebody? When I walked back in there, maybe. <laughs> Pat just passes out, and we never... I'm like, why is he still in the... God, oh, that would have been dope. No, but I guess I was what just... I was just so excited to come back and no, do another I episode of Pass the Gravy after, what, two weeks off? We met, we, we talked about this at the beginning of last week. We were like, ah, uh, it's been two weeks since I, we hung out. Like, I was so go. excited that I literally opened my car door, stepped out of it, and just, like... Fuck it. I didn't run towards the door, but my mind was running towards it, and I didn't you even didn't think turn the to car grab the fucking keys. That That's how ready I was to come back here. That's fucking hilarious, though. But I just so remember, I, like, Pat was in, and, like, I get the, like, when you lose your keys, you're like, oh, God, like, what do I got to do? My my backup keys are at my house. That means I got to go do that. Then I got to come. I got to, like, Uber out there. I got to Uber back or Alex is to drive me. Then we got to drive back. Oh, then I got to drive out there. No, I would have I I taken you. But, like, because uh, when you called me back, I was, like, ready. I was, like, ah, he's calling me back. That must mean he needs me to come help him. And I was, like, all right, we'll just go out to Katie. We'll come right back. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And, I, like, that just sucks, like, when you're, like, uh, I just added so much time to like. I forgot this here. I gotta go there. I gotta go get it back. Gotta come back. Then I gotta go back home. Then it's fine. But then it's like shit. Like you, you just left it on and it was fine. And just yeah, that was, yeah, it worked out. It I worked mean, it's out. a car. I mean, I've been in the car driving for three and a half hours before, so it's not like it's. I guess it's not bad for it, but like 
by itself. It's just absurd. Yeah. I expect my gravy award next year for not cool of the year. You that very well could be the not cool of the year for sure. It's the leader right now. Oh. Does getting kicked out of an escape room count as winning? Yes. I don't think so. Or as long I think as you have to escape the escape. Well, you, technically that is an escape if you get kicked there, out. There's a time limit though. As long as you <laughs> as long as you get kicked out within the time so limit. So you set fire to an escape room, they have to let you out. You've beaten the escape room. Yes. Did I escape? Now, you didn't say how. Now if you don't do it in time and they're like you have to leave and you're like, I refuse to leave, and then they have to call the police to pull you out, that's not a win. Because you didn't do it within the time frame. But if you get out of that room within the time frame, it's a dub. It doesn't matter how you do it. I don't care if you fucking cheat and run through the door. You got out. That's a win. Yeah, does I'll it, give you that. It does not mean you beat the escape room. You, yeah, you okay, did, okay, that's fair. But you did win. You did, you yeah, you did not it, conquer it. But you won. You won. You, yeah. got, you escaped. Yes. You escaped, that's, sort of. There's a big difference between beating the escape room and winning it. And being the escape room. That That's not a thing. No, maybe. Be. Good question, though. I like that. <laughs> I just like, like, it just sounds like somebody went to an escape room very drunk with their friends. And that's <laughs> just what I would imagine we would do. Like, I don't fucking know. I'm throwing these things on the ground. I'm breaking everything. Like, sir, stop that. Please stop that. Please. Have you ever been to an escape room? No. I've never been to I've it. never really had the urge to go, do but they like, have like I kind of want to go. I feel like it'd be fun. Do they have a, like, uh, like, I don't know. I think I saw, like, was it uh, Modern Family? I want to say they did one on where they had like the guy can talk to you over an intercom when you're doing like, I don't know. They let had it, one on Last Man Standing. I've been watching a lot of Last Man let Standing. Let us know. Let us know if you've ever been to an escape room. And are they expensive? Because if they're not expensive, when the fucking pandemic's over, we're all doing a PTG escape room, all right? I feel like they're not cheap. Well, if we get enough but people to do it, maybe we can figure it out. But, I mean, it, it might even be like 100 bucks a person, something like that. Or it could be like 30 bucks If it's 100 bucks a person, we're not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I Robert, have... build us an escape room. We'll figure it out. But also, like, some of the things could kill you. So, you know, throw some of that stuff in there, too. Robert, build a Saw is what he's saying. Build No, no, fuck Saw. I hate that movie. I hate those movies. You just said it could kill us. But, like, no, not like in like a scary way like that. It's just like, boom, it's over with. You know? There's just a guy in a corner, and every minute, if you don't find a new clue, he just shoots you in the fucking head. It just like makes you open your mouth, and like you, you get like a, sw- a cyanide pill just shoved down your throat. And you're like, ah, oh, it's too late. So it's like it's kind of quick, but like you, just, you know, I don't know, I don't know. A, a bullet would be better than a cyanide. I pill. feel like I would be the worst at escape rooms. Like I've never been in one, but like they're always like they're like math puzzles you got to kind of sign. Like all right, well, what was the third day on the calendar multiplied by how many people are in the room multiplied by how many doorknobs there are? I like, I fucking quit. Wait, look at the suitcase. The code says 0926. Oh, look at the calendar for September 26th. What does it say there? I mean, yeah, it's how all, the fuck do you know to connect those it's things? It's all like, yeah, like numbers and stuff. And I'm, like, I'm just going to try and break everything I can and see if there's a hole in it that I can get out of. You guys work on this. I'm just going to punch the wall. <laughs> and then I'm going to get through it. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm just going to. I'm just going to hit the wall. You guys figure it out. I'm going to literally hit the wall. <laughs> we'll get out eventually. I'm pretty sure. All right, guys. So just chill. <laughs> that would be it. Let's somebody, not make a big We're deal. all trying to solve it. And somebody goes, dude, I don't know. I hit the wall. And I'll be hit the wall. Great idea. That was the, that was the password the whole time. <laughs> just run as fast as you can into the wall. Patrick McClellan, the one and only at P McClellan, the uh, inventor of snake city. And he looks like he's running a jazz coffee shop right now in quarantine how you been bud uh, i've been quarantined i don't know if i don't know if you've heard i've i've been uh, i've had to shelter in place 
it's uh it's pretty great i'm, I'm loving it my yeah. attic's haunted but oh your attic's haunted huh yeah there's a ghoul in my a real ghoul in my attic do you, do you name them yet or are you all friends or are you just kind of trying to stay no, away and give them space i'm not i'm not too thrilled with it uh yeah so I'm trying to figure out how that how that happened uh it's probably a demon but um yeah it's just in the attic making noise so we're we're taking that uh I guess that's some action. Yeah, I feel like you deal with ghouls a lot. Like you, you have a lot of encounters. Yeah, but this is this is a real. This is a real actual ghost. Like it's not a it's not a bit. There's a real thing up there. Not a raccoon. Makes noise. It kind of walks around. It's got these loud like boot like things. Like it it sounds like it has buckles on its boots. Like Vigo the Carpathian or like a pilgrim or something. (laughs) That's all it does. It just walks around and moves stuff. From just like, pacing, moving. Yeah. But like, I, want, I just have a lot of questions. Like, how did it show up? Like, Didn't it die, wouldn't it have like, to die up there? Like, do you think somebody died in your attic maybe at some point? Like, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I'm, I yell at it, but not too aggressively. I do call it, it the ghoul. I do call it the ghoul. And I'm just like, hey, go next door. And like, they're terrible people. They gotta. I'm trying to entice, trying to entice it, saying that they have an air conditioning, ghoul friendly attic next door. Mm, yeah, you gotta sell uh, the attics. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it, yeah. I mean, all it's mess with my pre-lit Christmas tree. Like, what does it want? Why? How did it show up? And uh, please never come out. Don't come in the house. Don't show up in my mirror like bloody mary don't write on the wall with, with blood Th- those kind of you know those kind of things don't move stuff around no no poltergeist activity but yeah so that that's kind of disconcerting yeah but, I would uh, imagine yeah. just being stuck with a ghoul's got to be just crazy yeah i'm just like this is i'm already quarantined you you, and you piece of shit ghost like just get out of here so, yeah so yeah so at least there's some at least there's some action here though it's, i'm not bored uh, well, I see you got your guitar there with you. Like, like were you ever strumming the guitar and he kind of starts like stomping like with the music? Maybe like, oh, maybe you could find out his least favorite kind and then like play that to get him out of there. I know that a lot of like military will do that. They'll just blare bad music and then it'll get people to surrender. Have you thought about doing that? I, I actually have. I did a, I did a, a, a live stream the other day and it was just, I was just playing. I, I don't, I think it was just like some Pink Floyd backing track, but I was just like trying to, trying to tell the goal the ghoul like hey man like what what are you doing here pretty much all i just laid out but it was to him in song and then also uh i i posed the the question like would toby keith get him out of <laughs> but if it is in fact a hell demon they would mm. probably want more toby keith they would yeah they would enjoy that like play red solo cup again come on i want to hear it again so, so I mean, yeah. So I don't know what this. I mean, if this ghoul wants to hear "Should Have Been a Cowboy," I will play it for him whenever he wants. Beer for my horses. I'm trying to just name Toby Keith songs now at this point. Yeah, I talk love about me. This bar. <laughs> I, I love this bar. Uh, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey, ghoul. You ever heard about freedom? Hey, ghoul. I, I bet you've never heard about my my pit bald eagle. You, you, do you hate the Taliban too? I'll tell you about my hatred for them. Yeah, hey Google, let me let me see where are you from, buddy? I'd like to see where you're from first off, because uh, <laughs> there's 
there's certain uh, kinds of people that I, I don't uh, take too kindly to, and, and demons are one of them. I'm a man of Jesus. <laughs> so, are you a citizen? Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, ghouls. So now Toby Keith and, and Lee, Green, Lee Greenwood's somehow involved in this. And all the freedom <laughs> fighters are, are out here. And uh, unfortunately, it backfired. The ghoul was a revolutionary uh, war veteran uh. and a uh, one of our. Uh, he was a Minuteman. He was a minute. He's a Minuteman. So uh, yeah. So yeah. But, but suck on that, Toby Keith. Is fencing the perfect COVID nineteen sport? Everyone is wearing masks and gloves, and if anybody gets closer than six feet to one another, they get stabbed. Ooh. I mean, it seems like it might be the perfect. It's the best way to reinforce the rules. Right. Maybe we need to start doing that. Like, if you got stabbed, if you went out and you broke social distancing, maybe we all just need those like yeah. fencing. Shorts. You just got. Yeah. You did. Hey, exactly. back off, bud. Yeah. Not so close. That jousting, also though. Jousting is. Jousting's tight. Why isn't jousting a real sport? Like, I get yeah, it's like exactly. brutal. Like, I would watch jousting. Best. Yeah. Yeah. You ever go to medieval Why times? I just have to go to the Red Fest to see jousting. Yeah. yeah. It should be a I'm professional probably- jousting league. The PJL. Why are not jousting fields at Memorial Park? Jousting. So I'm going to say. Were, oh, if there were jousting fields, I'd be say, doing that all the time. Not the best one. Jousting, definitely the best one. Jousting is, yeah. yeah. And you get to be on a horse, which is always badass. Yes, exactly. You feel cooler. You don't have to, like, lunge. And you can also, like, and your mask looks cooler. It's like metal. Fuck, it's, you don't look like you, like, just care for bumblebees and then do a sport on the side. <laughs> You're like, no, this is a joust. It is. Like, I feel like uh, like fencing was just like a beekeeper that's like, I want to play swords with my friends. <laughs> exactly. But I have to immediately be able to attend to the bees. <laughs> but sometimes they need me. They didn't want his bees to think he played a sport. <laughs> the bees, they get jealous. They get jealous. The bees like, were, you, were you jousting again? How did you even know the word? for it like you're a bee how do you communicate with me notice that jousting has the word sting in it i think we're on something i think so too you want to start let's just let's start a professional jousting league yeah exactly i don't want to i don't want to be it i want to be i want to be like the manager of the dana white the dana white of that yeah yeah. what's why can i think of his name what's the boxing guy with like the crazy hair the like uh don king yeah, I want to be the Don King of Jousting. I like almost, that. The hype, yeah. the hype lady. You could be the hype lady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want like I want him to say like weird shit. You know, like when boxers, like when Mike Tyson said all that weird stuff before the fight. You know, it's like a jouster. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna joust so hard you're gonna want me to put a ring on your finger. It's like what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Shooting someone with a bow and arrow. Socially distant stabbing. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, some of these questions can be out there, but I like that. That's what we like about oh, this. Oh, that one snuck up on me. You shoot somebody with a bow and arrow, that's 100% socially distant stabbing. It's like, I can be yeah. within six feet. It does stab someone, and theoretically, you are more than six feet away from them. So I'm going to have to allow it. Yeah. Yeah, it's because you care. You're not trying to hit them with biological warfare, just regular warfare. Look, I wanted to yeah. fuck you up, but like, I don't want to get you coronavirus positive, bro. No, we're not China. We have standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that that is a socially distant step. What up, China? <laughs> the game is cold, but it's cold.
Do you find the team playing? I do. All right, like how tight is that? That's kind of cool. Like, I mean, you're already like you're already dealing with the players on a regular basis. The right. 790 is the home of the Rockets, so you're you're pals with some of the guys, anyways. Yeah. But like, who is like the crazy? Like, what's the weirdest thing that somebody does on the on the plane? Like, I know we just watched the Last Dance. That was big, and you see Jordan right. with all the card games. Like, are there card right. games going on? Are there dice games going on in those planes? Yeah, I'll say this. You know, I, you know, the out. There were things I could couldn't tell you. I wouldn't be able to. But in all sincerity, uh, Alex, it's it's not particularly crazy because these are grown-ass men that are making millions of dollars uh-huh. that can't afford to – now, they can have fun, and they're going out and having a good time. But usually, we're on a plane either right after a practice or right after a game. I would say 80% of the players sleep. Now, there's 20% of them that will play cards, that will watch movies, that will be on their iPad. Um but that's the one thing that I thought would be a lot crazier, a lot of debauchery. There is yeah. far from it. Most of the time, everybody is sleeping. I can tell you there are very few flights that the window shades are up. I can, you know, it's just a, it's the most peaceful part of the day. And the food is good and the seats are nice and reclining. And it's very relaxing. Uh, and again, there are probably four or five of them will play cards on a regular basis. Now, if they win a big game, there'll be a little hooting and hollering. But by no means is it like, what you would think it would be it is way more chill than anybody in a million years would imagine okay like so like then tell me about the, the tell me about the plane because the plane you, like you said is pretty sweet like do they right. have the bed the bed seats or like or do they just recline super far back are there the tables well, out there um it's the plane we've been using uh had us you know it's about it's a 757 uh which usually seats on a normal airline about 150 seats we probably have about 60 all of them are first class. All of them have very good reclining. There is a couple of areas. There's one laid down area where uh, a player that's hurt or maybe taking uh, a knee massage to, you know, really take care of knees and joints, that kind of thing, uh-huh. lay down. That's kind of the back table area, so to speak. Uh, I mentioned the card table, but most of it is just a, just a nice plane with fewer seats. Uh, Tillman Fertitta has purchased a brand new airplane. It's a 767 which Ooh. I don't know when it's going to be ready, but from what I understand, it's going to be very much what we have at our level, but it'll just be the plane that'll be used by the Rockets and by the folks at Landry's. That's pretty cool. Uh, like, I've always thought just like traveling with a team has to be like, is that like the first time you traveled with a team, was that like the coolest thing in the world? The coolest thing ever. Let me tell you, you go to a private air terminal, you hand the baggage handlers on the ground at the airport, uh, not, not, we go to hobby, so we, we go to a private area at hobby. Uh-huh. Hand the bag, they put the bag on. You walk on the plane, you sit down. The stewardesses are, the flight attendants are the people that you recognize because they're, they're with you all year long. They hand you your drink that they know that you've been drinking. You get terrific food. Um, you land in a particular city. You go to a private area there as well, private uh, air terminal. You walk off the plane. Uh, you get on a bus right on the right on the runway. You go to the hotel, and then the bags are probably 15, 20 minutes behind. You grab your bags, you go upstairs, and it's it. There's no baggage claim. There's, I mean, there's obviously TSA screening. And right. That's legal uh, by rule. But it's, it makes you really appreciate that life when you're in, when you're in <laughs> Southwest Boarding Group C30. <laughs> and you can't find anything but a middle seat. So uh, it is a – it is – probably the best part of the job and that's part of the, the, the sadness is that i you know if it was tough travel or was a lot of commercial travel getting up flight early the next morning to catch a commercial flight and going through baggage claim and going through security 
it'd be a pain, but uh, yeah. the uh, the charter life is it's simply exemplary. It's, it's so much fun. This portion of past the great podcast best of 2020 is brought to you by our very good friends over at Southern star brewing company, the best beer in the entire world. They hosted us for our seventh annual Christmas spooktacular. Not too long ago up at the brewery. It was awesome. We had a ton of fun. Thank you again to Keith, Dave and everybody up at Southern star for always taking care of us. There's something for everybody. We always like to say at Southern star brewing company, my personal favorite of theirs is the strawberry bombshell blonde. I also love their bombshell blonde as well, but you can't really go wrong. If you are, if you're an IP guy or gal, you want the conspiracy theory, the Subatomico juicy IPA, the new Corova milkshake IPA. Maybe you're like, Hey, I got to, you know, keep my calories down a little bit, Alex. It's getting towards New Year's resolution time. Well, try the Lil Cal Low Calorie IPA. You're going to love that. It's an IPA. doesn't taste like an IPA, but it is an IPA, but it's an awesome IPA. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Coming next year, hopefully, they're working on Pass the Gravy Podcast, Darlin' Like a Marlin Beer. Uh, we aren't exactly sure all the details, but they are working on something, and we can't wait to release our very own beer that's that's the dream honestly for me but southern star brewing company i promise you you will find something you love from southern star brewing company pick it up at your local liquor store at your uh, specs uh at, at an heb kroger all of those if you're drinking a southern star let them know you're supporting the people that are supporting us Just tag them at southern star bc and at southern star brewing co on twitter and on instagram tag us at pass your pod let them know you're supporting the people that are supporting the podcast southern star brewing company uh they're family to us at this point on the podcast they're the the best beer company in the whole wide world and the official presenting beer sponsor of pass the gravy podcast southern star brewing company best beer in the whole wide world There's a big spider on my mailbox. Do I have to do something about it, or is it my mailman's problem now? Like, does the spider live in your mailbox? He said, or was it? Unless right, you so copied like, it wrong. Was the last time you went there? Was there a spider just on your mailbox? Like, because if one, it's probably gone at this point. Why is it a problem? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
<laughs> I do like the like, should I kill name it him. or is it that guy's deal? <laughs> Just name him. Like that's Frank now. The the Frank lives on your mailbox. You don't hey, don't hey, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. I mean it's your pro it's your property. He's your, so yeah, you, your know he, you know what he is. Leave leave Frank alone. He's your mailbox guard. Nobody's gonna steal your mail. Or he's, he, he's going through it, maybe. He's your guard, he's your guard dog. Over the weekend, and this is a visual thing, but I got a picture of a spider that had a fly in its mouth. That's terrifying. And I no, zoomed that, in so much to make it seem like that's home that defense. spider was huge, that's but it was just normal. Absolutely terrifying. That's home defense. He's looking it, out I mean, for you. He doesn't it want. Is, I guess. Think about it. That fly, you could have been sitting on your couch, and that fly could have been buzzing around your head. But no, like, D- no, Dino just took care of that fly. Uh, that fly for you. I like Dino is the name for a spider. Though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think it's your mailman's problem. I think it's your. It's like your mail. No, if problem. no, if you don't like him and you leave him alone, then yes, it is your mailman's problem. But I say, no, because it's not your mailbox. Your mailman like isn't in control of your mailbox. But if you don't want to deal with it, and he has to oh, is it like is this, like it. is the spider gonna get the mailman maybe? Well, if the spider or if the mailman also does not like spiders, then it is his problem if you just don't deal with it. Or is it my mailman's problem? That was just my favorite way to like ask. No, I I say should I deal with this? Let this fucking random guy deal with it. I say I I don't think it's a problem. Now I know I'm. How big of a problem can the spider be? Like, is the spider fucking with your shit? Like, or is there just a spider on there? Because most, I feel like you just leave it. When you go to get your mail, does that spider do that thing where, like, he stands up and, like, two of his legs are just up in front, like, hey! My mail! Ha! Ha! And just bats one arm at you? You know how some mailboxes, like, the old school ones, you had the flag that you'd raise if you had mail to get picked up? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he, he, like, just keeps closing the flag? I think one of mine has that, but I don't know if it would work, because I tend that to, That would like... be funny if you had a spider that just kept setting the flag down. He's like, no, we have no mail to get picked up. That impression that you were doing, Pat, made me think of like the spiders doing that thing that everyone tells humans to do, like if they encounter a bear, it's like make yourself bigger. That's what the spider's doing. Ah! <laughs> Trying to scare away the human. That's probably what they would be doing, though. They're trying oh, to. Hold on. That makes me think are spiders secretly hilarious? Everyone's scared of them, but are they just like, whoa, big guy, get away from me. I'm big now, too. Stop it. They might be. Go away. Uh, I think I don't think it's anybody's problem, unless the, the spider's actively it, fucking with you. I think it's nobody's problem. Just let the spider chill. Yeah, let, him, let chill. him bite he's you, just, and then turn he, into Spider-Man. I don't know. He's just trying That's to scare away male thieves. That's, That's actually what it is. yeah. It's basically he's your guard spider. Security. He's your guard spider. And in Give this day name. and age, where there's there's these mail-in ballots, you know, you want to make sure that there's no mail fraud. And if you have a guard spider, I think you're in a really solid spot. It's just, it's Frankie Eight Legs, you know. He's running protection for you. Oh, Frankie Ocho over here. Frankie Ocho. <laughs> That's what they he's, call him. Hey, you give me protection money, I take care of your mail. Just send it to Frankie Ocho. I got you, bro. Frankie Ocho is such a good name. He got eight lives. <laughs> Not quite like a cat, but he's close. You maybe get me once. You might get me twice. Maybe even three, four, five, six, seven times. But you won't get me the eight. eight times. No fucking chance. I'm gonna keep coming back. And guess what? By that eight time, you swap me. I got eight hundred babies that come out. And they're gonna eat problem. you. 
And then, boom, you're in a web. And I'm eating you. My name ain't Charlotte either, buddy. You don't fuck with my buddy's mail. <laughs> All right. And then they just went on like a spider tangent where they talked like they were a spider. And I don't think spiders have accents. Yeah. I say uh, leave Frankie alone. Leave a note for your uh, mailman. Just says, hey, that's Frankie Eight Legs. Don't fuck with him. He Frankie won't fuck Ocho. with you. Frankie Ocho. Holla, holla. Pass the gravy podcast. Is a homing or carrier pigeon a boomerang? I actually could almost get behind this, but I can't because it you is. have to throw a boomerang. Well, now, now, if you if you release the pigeon like you that, it, that's a throw, bro. Then I can then I can get behind it. But if you're just like opening the cage and it flies oh, away, then it's no, it's not, bro. It's a boomerang. No, no. Can you at least agree with me on this? If you you have to release the pigeon yeah, by hand but before you it's would. me, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, some carrier pigeons you just open the cage. Um, in the one instance where I owned a carrier pigeon, which was one time, and that carrier pigeon did not. That come never out. happened. You're lying to the people. No, it did. It did. Um, I nope. was briefly my freshman year in a band, quote unquote, unquote, unquote. We played zero shows. We were not good, and um, everybody quit before we did anything. Um, we had a bass player that did not have a cell phone, and we thought it was a brilliant idea to just get him a carrier pigeon. And then we were like, well, we can talk to him every time we want to. Every time we want to talk to Groover, we'll just send the carrier pigeon out that way. And it'll be fine. And didn't work at all. Because apparently you're supposed to, like, keep it in the same place for a certain amount of time. And we were like, eh, what's it been? We're supposed to keep it for, like, a week and a half or two weeks? It's been, like, three hours. I'm pretty sure he's got it. Like, this guy. Did you just, ca- did you just tackle a pigeon? No. We bought one on Craigslist. And, I mean, it's very true. We, it's very possible oh. we got swindled. <laughs> Very so you just swindled. bought you bought a pigeon from a crackhead? No, because the guy had like, if you saw where we got the pigeon from, the guy had the guy was a pigeon guy. He had like like we went to his. That house. doesn't mean he's not a crackhead. We went. Uh-uh. He had a top hat, Pat. Yeah, he, he seemed very reputable. Like That's a very Blinken. crackhead accessory. He looked hat. very honest. He had a lot of pennies. He's a big fan of the five dollar bill. No, um, we, we, we went to You have any idea how much crack you can get for $5? No, but we were in Huntsville, so we went to this guy's, like, house slash farm, but he had a bunch of, like, it looked like chicken coops, but they were for, like, birds. And he just had a shit ton of pigeons in them. And we were like, do you guys, you have, like, do you just catch the pigeons? Like, oh, I had a couple, I breed them. And I was like, all right. And he was, like, giving us all these directions. And I think it was a week and a half or two weeks that you're supposed to keep it in a cage so it can get its location or whatever. I didn't understand it all, but we literally waited. And, like, the night we got the pigeon, we're like, no, it's fine. It can figure it out. Like, how is the pigeon going to figure out where to fly to? Didn't think that through. Didn't think that through. No, it's like a Jeep. Like, I just – it's it's uses uh, – not PTSD, whatever it is. Not, uh, ESP. ESP. Uses e- ESP. So hold on, wait, wait. Are you supposed to keep it in one location so it knows where it is? It knows travel where it returns. It to the other location. No, no, but then I would think you would still have to travel it to the other location. We didn't listen to, to so everything the guy said to go back because to. it was classic. Like we're we're better than the, whoever we're in front of right now. Like we were just idiots. Like yeah, yeah, yeah sure, dude. All right, how much is it? Cool. It's forty five dollars or whatever it is. How much was it? It was like fifty bucks. Oh, okay. I was I was worried you were gonna tell me you spent like four hundred dollars on a fucking. Pitch. No, I'm telling you, the guy had like a hundred birds. 
like Pigeon Man on Ar- on Hey Arnold, like the guy had the cages and stuff and like lived on a farm. Like it was not like we found him on Craigslist. Like we didn't believe. I'm it. telling you, knowing nothing about this, I'm pretty sure the bird is supposed to spend multiple weeks at oh, the starting 100%, point. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Multiple they weeks at the off. ending point. Carrier pigeons don't go just wherever you send them. Also, they go carrier pigeons don't one exist anymore, man. Forth. Carrier pigeons aren't a thing in oh, 2020, they dude. Oh, they exist. Not really, but you, still. You think in underdeveloped countries there's no carrier pigeons? In the United States, there's not enough carrier pigeons. Okay, I'll give you that. Bet. I'll give you that. But no, uh, I, I no, I guarantee you, there's carrier pigeons in the U.S. Dude, it was it was really funny because then like we were like, uh, well, I don't, he hasn't come back. It wasn't that far. We sent him. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. We didn't know where to. Send. Like yeah, we also, just assumed we like- just put a we put a note on the pigeon's like foot. And he's gonna just fly back to it. Like he's gonna he's gonna know where to go one and he's gonna <laughs> like, know to come back to us. Never came back, was gone. Please tell me you guys were drunk. We weren't, but Were you inebriated in any no, way? No, we were just dumb, man. We were just dumb. <laughs> this is so frustrating to listen to. It's like a funny story now though, right? Like, <laughs> did you ever want to carry a pigeon? Because I owned one partially for like two, three hours. <laughs> You was, never thought of how the pigeon would notice it. No, but so. I think this was like a How I Met Your Mother episode, though. I think, like, uh, if you, like, it would be a brilliant idea to train carrier pigeons just to fly back to you if you owned them, and then you could just resell them. But they always, like, you have no. to train them to fly to where they're flying right, to. Right, but like, you train the pigeon that no matter where it's trained to fly, it flies back to you. Alex, because most people person, are going to ask, how do I get it to go where it's going to? You right. were the only person on the right. planet that did not think to ask this. Oh, no, we did. I just didn't pay attention. But <laughs> because there were three of us, and I assumed that one of the other ones paid attention. But still, Jesus like, Christ. the brilliant idea would be to, like, train the pigeon that no matter where you are taught to fly, to fly back to me regardless, and then you can just resell the same fucking pigeons over and over Like and in Snatch over. with the dog. 100%. Yeah, you're like, this is the 19th time I've sold this pigeon because it flies back to me every single time. Like, that's where you win. You have like 10 pigeons and you're good. Because nobody's going to come back and be like, my pigeon flew away. Be like, oh, I recognize that pigeon. Oh, and you like can't go to the cops and be this guy. Like this guy sold me a pigeon that didn't fly to my friend's house and then fly to me. And also, yeah, I gave him a couple hours before I let him go. <laughs> it was dumb. Whatever. We didn't want to take care of a bird. We just wanted to see if it would work. All right. Um, so a homing or carrier pigeon is definitely a boomerang, I would say. If it as works, long as you physically works, throw it. When it works. If it comes back, <gasps> then yes. Oh, so you admit that things aren't boomerangs unless well, they work. Okay, so it's a good oh, boomerang if it comes back. No, no, no. My friend. no. It's a good boomerang if it comes back. If it doesn't come back, it's a shitty boomerang. So the pi- the oh, carrier no, pigeon we no, had, shitty boomerang. Shitty boomerang. <laughs> You said you started out like bouncing before you got into radio. Like, ba- yeah. I, I, like that's one of the craziest jobs to me ever. Just because, like, I'm obviously a very small person, so I would never right. be picked to be a bouncer. But like, is it just is it badass being a bouncer? Do you like do you like that authority? Like, you're like, no, nah, dude, no, because like it was crazy. Like, I guess like back in like '80s and stuff like that, bouncers, you know, you could beat up anybody and kick them out or whatever. But then, like, you know. It got to where, like, they were getting lawsuits and stuff like that. So it's like when, like, if I if I would be breaking up a fight and they hit me and I hit the dude back, he could press charges on me, you know? Uh, and then I could go to jail, all this stuff. So that's when I was like, uh-uh, screw that, man. I'm not going to go 
jail for doing a job that I'm supposed to do. So you kind of had to like restrain yourself and stuff, man. I'm telling you, man, the worst fights I ever had to break up was some female fights, man. The two craziest fights I ever saw were chick fights. And my God, they're fucking grabbing hair. They're clawing. They're fucking, they're ruthless. Dude, like guys usually it's like they just gas themselves out and everything like that. Somebody gets taken down. It's kind of like, all right, we we could go our separate ways. Chicks, no way. No way. You know, when it's a fight and it's a female and you try to be like, oh, kind of like, oh, I don't want to grab her because then Mm -hmm. if you, it looks like you're grabbing her too rough or whatever, you know, then I was just like, man. So I would grab a girl and then I would just grab her by the the arms and try to like restrain her like by the arms like that and walk her in front of me. Dude, one of them, I did that and one of them just reached around and just wham back into me right in the nuts oh the worst ever dude i was like oh i start like i hit the high notes bro. oh i bet i bet yeah, dude you, you know, can't not yeah because you can't do nothing to them you're just like oh and you know but the thing is everybody thinks bouncing is like it's like oh you gotta you gotta be good fighter and all that stuff no i mean dude usually you know you you go in you grab one guy and then the rest of the bouncers come in and they grab somebody else you know so it's not like, you know, there's got to, it's kind of like a science, but not a science, you know, you gotta, you can't just go in by yourself at first and then, you know, right. You gotta see once your friends there, you jump in and do all that. I've had a uh, beer bottle broken on my head because I went in uh, and I grabbed the dude and it, it was funny because I was coming out of the office and then I closing the door from the office to the club and they're fighting right in front of me. So I just, grab one guy and then when i grabbed him his friend just comes and hits me with a beer bottle and i start feeling like just hot Uh hot and i was like oh i'm bleeding and i got mad and you know so i felt like people hitting me but then that's when everybody like my friends you know the other bouncers came in and everything but sometimes man it's your day and it's not you know so it's just always like that the, like I don't know why there's not a TV show about bouncers because I feel like they do in like you come in contact with a bunch of crazy shit. Not oh, maybe yeah. not on a regular basis, but everybody's got like a crazy story. Like, what is your craziest thing that you've seen happen Ooh. while bouncing? Because like okay. you had to see some crazy shit, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I saw like a lot. It's too many. Okay, fights as far to where we were like, oh, we're gonna get beat up right here. Was <laughs> when uh, there was a private party, which was like a college party. They uh-huh. rented out the club, and it was TSU, and the whole TSU football team is there, and you know. Shout out Michael Strahan. Yeah, it was probably not his not his day. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, they were there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And one of, the, uh, one of the wide receivers, like the star wide receiver for them, was being a little jerk. And then, you know, one of the cops grabbed him. And then you see the whole football squad just around the cops. And uh, and then all of a sudden we hear somebody on the radio, hey, HPD needs help right here, blah, blah, blah. So then you see all the bouncers run, and, and we're up against like a wall, and we kind of push them back a little bit. But then I'm looking at the lineman, and I'm looking up like, uh, hey, dude, how you doing? Yeah, those guys push people for their, like, a living, yeah. basically. But it's like they're big and taller than us, so we're just like, ah, oh, screw this. So it was like a face-off. And luckily, one of the cops, you know, like an older cop, we used to call him Sea Bass. You know, <laughs> he was bald headed. You got a country mustache, and he had that deep. He, we used to call him Stone Cold because that's how he kind of looked. <laughs> so he comes in and he grabs one of them dudes and goes, "Hey, let me talk to you outside real quick." Then all of a sudden, that dude comes back in and he's like, "Everybody, let's go, man. Let's go party again. Let's go." You know, we were like, "Woo!" We, we tell, we're like, "Sea Bass, why'd you tell him?" He's like. He said, man, I'm too old to fight, all this stuff. There's a couple of y'all looking like y'all might go to the NFL. Well, we take a couple of knees out. There's going to be a couple that are not going. And that's all he said. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we good, man. Let's go. Yeah, that's all you needed. That's all you needed. So that, that, that was one of the crazy stories. And it was like, oh, dude. <laughs> when P. Diddy came to the club, Puffy, Puffy. Was that at Hush then? Oh, it was at T-Town. Okay. This was a T town. Because I know he used to own Hush, right? No, it was a company I worked for was a, um, Triangle at the time, Triangle Entertainment. They own uh, Roxy, uh, T Town, Drink Houston. Okay. So, you know, when they were there, so it was a private party, you know, like somebody ran in the club and they brought P. Diddy into the, to it on a Thursday night. Because usually we would be open on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So they ran it on a Thursday night. They just went around like PDD's private uh, security just goes and looks and he goes, you, 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 and you, y'all working with me. Because he just went down and picked the biggest bouncers we have. Smart. The biggest ones. And That's he what says, I would do. Y'all are with me the whole night. Everybody else do whatever. <laughs> so we had a couple friends that two of them that played football for uh you know played college football so they were there and then there were just some huge dudes other huge dudes there and they had them in the vip uh, room form a line just like a chain line right there and they were like all right nobody gets past you know and uh they you know it was funny because girls would do anything to get in the vip room dude i remember just being walking <laughs> around and then i see one girl Pulling down one of those bouncers' zipper and starts just going down on his junk. And I mean, I guess what you gotta do, she yeah. just wanted to go in there. 
and was doing whatever he had to do to go. As long as like, she's consenting, we're all for it, right? Yeah, no, man. We were just like, hey, dude, stop, stop, stop. And then he's like getting his radio. Hey, somebody come get this girl off me. <laughs> we were just laughing. I mean, we had some crazy stories, man. It was just, uh, you know, some of them, you just can't say it out no more, you know? So it was, but that was just some of the crazy stuff that I saw. And then some of the, you know, it was. Was Diddy wearing like a fur coat? Did he have some sort of like, I I always feel like he's always wearing that like white fur coat from that music uh, video. I didn't see it then. I I think it was right around the times, like, um, it was like about, I want to say 2000 and four or five around bad boys for life yeah yeah around that time so dude it was just like who knows man it was, it was just so crazy that the club the club held like about two thousand people and it was like about three to four thousand people trying to get in you know because mm-hmm. that was a place to be that night and it was just crazy man it was let's just say that when we had those there we were like oh dude i'm so glad this is over because it would be it would be fights. You had the guys that are trying to be like, oh, I'm somebody big too, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they would be like trying to buy bottles in the club and then trying to send one to somebody. And if somebody didn't accept it, they were like, oh, we're offended. So then they started fighting and stuff uh, like that. So it was just dumb, man. We were just, we would always tell the DJ, don't, first, don't play ludicrous move, bitch. Get out the way. Cause that will start a fight. They like you know That's like you start, there were some hip hop songs that were like don't play this because there will be a fight, and then there were some DJs that didn't, didn't care. They would just play whatever they wanted, and boom, there we go, fights. All you hear is I need security over here. By that time, I was working the door, so I didn't have to do the I didn't have to go most of the time, so I was good at that time. This portion of Pass the Great Podcast Best of 2020 is brought to you by our good friends at Alamo Remedy CBD, the best CBD. In all the land, I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you're trying out some Alamo Remedy CBD. AlamoRemedy.com. Use our promo code PTG for 10% off of your order. They got the CBD gummies, lotion, tincture, and capsules. They also have the new hemp flower. And uh, the best part is that almost all of their products are priced at $17.99. They almost all contain 250 milligrams of CBD, which is about 50% off of the national brands. They believe in their products and they know that you guys, our loyal listeners, will believe in their products as well. AlamoRemedy.com. Use that promo code PTG at checkout for 10% off of your order. I love all of the Alamo Remedy products. Pat and I are big fans of the Cucumber Melon Lotion. It smells phenomenal do not try and eat it although it will smell like a yogurt but it's not a yogurt it's it's a a delightful smell you're gonna love it i put it on my back i put it on my neck i put it on you know whatever else andrew crack i don't really do all that but i put it on my back and i put it on my knees and i put it on my ankles and it really helps me out a lot and i promise you you will love alamo remedy go check it out why would you not 17.99 you're gonna get 10 percent off of your order go check it out alamoremedy.com Promo code PTG at checkout for 10% off of your order. And I believe for $19.99, they have the new hemp flower. It's awesome. You're going to definitely want to try that stuff as well. They got the capsules, the tincture, the lotion, and the gummies. You're going to love it all. Alamo Remedy CBD, the best CBD in the world. AlamoRemedy.com. Promo code PTG at checkout for 10% off of your order. Alamo Remedy CBD, the best CBD in the entire world, and the official CBD sponsor of Pass the Gravy Podcast. Let's get right into this week's What Would Jesus Do? That's right, folks. Gather around. 
gather around the cross and we'll listen to this. All right. This week's What Would Jesus Do comes from our good buddy and past the gravy's reigning MVP of 2019, Todd Voss, at as underscore seen underscore by underscore TV. Todd Voss says, if Jesus was a monster truck driver, what would the name of his truck be? I see you wrote one down here. So you got like Gravedigger, you got El Toro Loco, get the Rod Ryan show truck, obviously. That's my favorite personally. But if Jesus was like the the theme of the monster truck, if he was driving a monster truck, so you're gonna have to put crosses, you're gonna put JC's face on it. Why not the Holy Roller? The Holy Roller, I think, would be the perfect name. I don't think so. For a monster truck you with want Jesus. A, you want a tougher name. So of course the first thing that came to my mind was just crucifixion. So that would be a tough one. But as you were introducing this, I thought of another one that I think would play perfectly off of Grave Digger. Resurrection. Resurrection. Exactly. And you got to read it just like that. Grave Digger versus Resurrection this Saturday at NRG Stadium. Yeah, because they always say, uh, El Toro Loco exactly. and Grave Digger. So Grave Featuring Digger in there and then Resurrection. The Resurrection. What up? Holy Roller making an appearance. I think Resurrection. And Monster Jam. The Monster Jam guy always is like growling at you. I'm just like, if you haven't listened to a Monster Jam promo, just go what like you YouTube it and you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Monster Jam. The biggest trucks, the biggest event. All tickets available now at theticketmaster.com. Final Supper. Come on down. It's the Last Supper with Jason. The Last Supper. God damn it. Final Supper. Last Supper would be a strong name, too. Yeah, I think Last Supper would be good. I do like Resurrection. I, I still Resurrection. am a little bit sold on Holy Roller. I think that that is a solid one. What do you think, I mean, Robert? it's literally, it's rolling. It's got wheels. But it doesn't sound tough enough. Holy Roller. Robert, what do you think? It doesn't sound tough, though. I think Resurrection sounds tough. Resurrection? Yeah. Okay, so it's Resurrection. All right, well, we can all agree to disagree, but that is, uh, Jesus would probably go out in the, I guess I've been outvoted, so you'd probably go out in Resurrection. I think Holy Roller would be a solid name. If Jesus played football, what position would he play? I mean, he did. He's, he played quarterback for the Florida Gators. Yeah, that's exactly. He would be Tim Tebow, and I think yeah. we've seen this. Uh, no, I... I mean, that's or P.J. Walker. Answer, of course. Or P.J. Walker. And, of course, you would think, you know, quarterback, he's the leader of the team, but that's not the real leader of the team. Jesus would be a coach. Oh, wait, no. If you're talking about the real leader of the team, he'd be a fullback. Oh, that's true. He'd be a fullback because he's gritty. He sacrifices but, his own body. He, he literally— Jesus, But Jesus wouldn't want to inflict pain on other people. That's why he'd have to be a coach. But, no, hear me out. Because Jesus would inflict pain on others to protect you. No, to protect you, you're Jesus doesn't want to inflict pain on you're his. You're his running back, and you know who he's avoiding pain for? You, because he's giving up his own body to let you get through that line, to let you find that hole. He was and big on sacrificing. See? He he was a big sacrifice guy. I think Jesus, Jesus is definitely a fullback. He's a fullback. So wait, hold on. I was a fullback. Does that mean I'm part Jesus? We can't rule it out, guys. I might be the Messiah. I am the Pope of Houston. So and that's the closest thing to Jesus. You're on the, like, not the level, but you're, like, on that same, like, hemisphere, I'm, I'm you know? I'm on the path. Like, you know, you, like, path. I've never taken a DNA test, but I've seen people post their DNA tests, and you're, it's like, you're, like, one one-hundredth of a point Jesus. You know, like, you're in, I'll like, take that. he shows up on your results. I'm one-eight-hundred-and-thirty-fourth Messiah. Exactly. Exactly like, like that. 
But like, okay, so he's definitely a fullback. How did I, dude? He, I was a fullback. I love fullbacks. How did I not come up with this? Yeah, easy answer would be quarterback. And I'm not gonna fault you if you would say quarterback, because like one, Tim Tebow, and like he's the leader of the team typically. But fullbacks are the emotional fullback, of the team, and they give up themselves for the greater good of the team. He's not a me guy. He doesn't even have to be in on every single play, but he's always on the sidelines. You were talking about being on the sidelines watching. You know who's on the sidelines watching a lot of games for most teams? Fullbacks. Because they're over there like, you know what? If I'm called upon, I will I will go there. But you have to call upon me. You have to reach out and pray to me. Okay? That's actually a perfect fucking analogy. You got to reach out and pray to me. I'm not just going to be there all the time. And it's like JC is always there. The fullback is always there. He's on the sidelines. You got to ask for him, though. You got to ask for him. You got to be like, Jesus, we need you now. We got It's a goal line package. We're in the eye form. We need this touchdown right now. And he's like, I got you. We're going to go to the right. I'm gonna open up this hole for you right now, and you're gonna score. I'm gonna—he's gonna open up the hole, and then what is? What do you do? You see the light. Sure. Jesus is definitely a fullback. Like I've never, I, I was not 100% sold on this. I was pretty sold on this, and I've sold myself even more. Now when he throws the lead sold. block, does he yell "Body of Christ"? Body of Christ compels me. Yes. Yes, he does. And then he forgives everybody. Even emotional speeches, like he's got a cut on his arm. This is my blood. Yeah. No, he cuts his arm and then he makes everybody drink it. And he dips like, it in blood. He's like, here, have some bread with it. And like, Jesus, like you're getting a little too crazy with this. He's like, do you want to win or not? Because if you do, have some of my blood, some of my body. Bite my... I will I, win. Bite my finger. Just suck my thumb. <laughs> That's kind of... Okay, that got weird. We, yeah. still, we, we did good on that for a while and then we got very sacrilegious at the end. Jesus is a fullback. 100% Jesus he's a fullback. Jesus is a fullback. For sure. Um, so before we, we started recording, you were said you were like, I gotta get a little bit of Mike and Ike out of my out of my teeth here. And I was like, what yeah. is this Halloween? And you showed me you have a, how many did you say you have two vending machines down there? No, I so I bought four vending machines. The other day on Facebook, they have like the Facebook garage sale because I don't have anything to do in the day. Some this guy put up four four vending machines, like the the ones you just spend and get the candy out of. And he was only charging 30 bucks each. And I was like, man, I could just flip these, I'm sure. And I didn't have anything to do. So I was like, hey, I'll, I'll buy them. And then I bought them. And now I have one sitting here in my podcast studio. And then um, I have, and then I gave one away the other day to a five-year-old. My, one of my best friends, his daughter turned five. So I got to be the, the ultimate hero showing up That's a great gift. to uh, a five-year-old birthday party with, with a vending machine full of candy. And I told the parents it was a bank. I go, we're using <laughs> it as a bank. It's not just saving money, but she was so uh she was so excited and she's like she just couldn't fathom that it was hers she's like can this just stay here for like a day i was like it's yours if you you can put it in your room if you want and the parents are like well no we can't do that but i'm like no this is your vending machine you can charge your friends you can make money you can do whatever you want so i still have two left i don't know what i'm gonna do with them i thought about trying to you know the comic mindset is like do something funny with them and try to make content but I just don't know what to do with them, but they're, they're pretty cool. They're going to be, if anything, they're good gifts. I don't know if oh, I'll yeah, sell them. Yeah. I think I could sell them for like a hundred people. Once I posted, people sent me offers, but maybe I'll sell them. I don't know. Cause I don't know if I'll ever get to do shows again. So maybe I'm a vending machine salesman. In Can you like fill them with liquid? Fill them with liquid and use them as just like a, like a Oh, it's like hand sanitizer. Yeah. Man, or, or man. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Maybe hand sanitizer. Yeah, my buddy was like, you could say there's thoughts and prayers in one. You could do. Oh, I was going to. Then I got like, I just, I got a little too creative because I'm not an artist. I wish I was like a real artist, but I was like, shit, if I just fill them up with like bullets and throw some paint on there, I could call it like an art. You know, I could sell it for like a hundred thousand dollars and just society. be like. society. Yeah. Just if I put what, if I maybe, maybe that's what I should do is like fill one of the capsules with like bullets and then something else and then maybe shoot blood. it a couple a couple times with bullets and yeah yeah and then Go i just blood. put it on the street and uh and charge you know say this is incredible art by an incredible artist uh my my alias is vita vu jones how which brave I think a good artist name so maybe i'll, I'll sell it under uh under vita vu jones for seven seven hundred thousand dollars because it's the kind of shit you see that someone you'd be like someone bought that for that much money and there's a million times in life i'm like what what are people doing? So now maybe uh, you just got to be that guy. Yeah. I just got to be that guy. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Here's another one. You know how like in gyms, sometimes they would have the like hand or the, the shampoo conditioner one or body mm-hmm. wash. Can you fill it with body wash? Just put it in the bathroom right next to the tub. You know, whenever you're in there, you say, you think all the space you save in there, you, you're yeah. living with your girl. I'm sure she takes up a lot of that shower room. Got so a lot of who's got all that room to roam. Well, you know what's going to happen with that? I was joking with my friends. So when I was like 18 or 19, I got arrested um, for trying to go in a bar with a fake ID. And then I didn't have any money. So we, we stole these vending machines. So I have the karma of like these vending machines. If I put them somewhere and tried to make money from them, they would get stolen. And I totally deserve that. Because we, <laughs> when we were, so when I, I lived with a, a, like four people and we would steal these vending machines. You can just pick them up and take them. And then we would, and then we played this game. We'd get drunk and then we'd eat the candy. And then one of the ones had little bouncy balls in them. So we'd get all hyped up on candy and then get drunk. And then we'd play this game where everybody started with like five or six rubber bouncy balls. And then you would just shut off the lights and then you would say go. And then you would just throw them (laughs) in any direction. They'd bounce around. I mean, just the dumbest game. I mean, that's what we did in Wyoming, but we'd play that just be welts and people would be all hurting black eyes and you just eat candy and throw rubber balls and drink mad dog. And uh, that's Wyoming life. Pass the gravy podcast. I feel like last year there wasn't trick or treaters. 
Does anyone else remember that? Maybe it's just I my. I don't know. I'm not in your neighborhood, but <laughs> I don't know. I felt like also wasn't on like a Wednesday I don't ever last get year. Trick or treaters. I don't know, but don't I'm know. gonna buy a bunch of candy corn. So when they the kids don't want it, uh, I'll eat all the candy corn. <laughs> just give them loose candy corn. Also, you know what might have contributed to it? Uh, the bowl. <laughs> going to the, the bowl. <laughs> I just give him a handful. No, the, the bulb on my uh, on my door is burned out. So we look like that house that keeps its lights off so that people don't approach it. Y'all are the Jehovah's Witnesses to a lot of people in the in the neighborhood. I'm just gonna pull out put out a bowl of loose candy corn and then eat whatever's left. <laughs> put out a thing of hot dogs. Oh, we got a pickle in the Astros game. Put out a thing God. of hot dogs and just be like one per person. Uncooked hot dogs. In just like room temperature water, <laughs> but like in a pot, so it looks like it was cooked <laughs> with just like ketchup and mayo and mustard, like next to it. So, like, you could, you could squirt it right on your dog and then go, <laughs> just it's a grab and go, non-traditional. BYOB though, bring your own bun. <laughs> just set up like a beer. Your, <laughs> I'm gonna you know your what, buns ready. You know what I'm gonna do, Alex? I'm gonna borrow uh, your Southern Star cu- uh, cutting board. I'm gonna put out a charcuterie board for the kids this year. <laughs> Please be classy, kids. Only one olive per. <laughs> Imagine walking up to a door as a kid and they just had a board of meat out and were like, "Knock yourself out." I would have fucking loved it. <laughs> Loose meat and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then a fucking pot of water with hot dogs and standing water in <laughs> These guys know, know Halloween. These guys get it. <laughs> it would be funnier, though, if you had, like, instead of being, like, the mom with the bowl of candy that hands out the candy, like, you just have the charcuterie board in your hand, like, hey, trick or treat. What, and what are you? A little Power Ranger? Cool ass. You're like just shoveling like an olive and a pickle and like a piece of salami into their little like pumpkin. And like the mom's like, what is this stuff? Why? Ooh. Gross. You know, it'd be fun. Turn it into a game. So like the kids walk up and you've got a dodgeball and you've got full size candy bars. And you go, all right, listen, you got to stand about 10 yards away from me. If you can dodge my throw, you get two full-size candy bars. If you don't, then that's a win for me. I just got to hit, hit a kid with a dodgeball. And I'll tell you about Santa. <laughs> then their parents get all pissed off. I'm like, listen, they agreed. It's a verbal contract. This is Texas. It's fine. Look, you knocked on my door, all right? I didn't do it to your door. Okay, buddy? So start me off with how like your trip like where okay. you, where'd you go first you I like I remember before Dinah left she had a hell of a time hooking up a trailer <laughs> to God. the back of your car and I remember you had to drive out to Conroe a couple of times you had to figure out the wiring you oh, thought God. you got it all you like I I'm just gonna be able to plug this in and go right and no that was not the case so like get me started from like around then. I learned so many lessons on the road and and, and yeah, the first one was nothing is ever going to be as easy as you think it is Mm -hmm. or as easy as it seems. So I rented this mm, 3,500 pound camper trailer. It's an R-Pod for people who know their camper trailers. It was awesome. It looked awesome. There was plenty of room in it. There was a bed. There was a kitchenette and a little dining room table and a TV with Wi-Fi. We call it a diner room table. 
like it. Thank you. Same work on Maybe for next time. Yes. So I was thinking, perfect place for me and Barney to stay. We get to stay in the same place and just travel the country. We'll camp out in um, national parks and things like that. So immediately, I had problems with this thing. Because when they plugged it in the first time when I went to pick it up from the rental place, nothing electronically worked. And they, Which is problematic, yeah. Right. So they popped the hood, the guys that work for the RV rental place, and they said, this is not set up correctly. You need to go get your money back. And I paid a pretty penny, a couple hundred bucks, almost $1,000 to have that installed. And the guy left wires just hanging. <laughs> and uh, so they had, so I had to take it to another place the next day and get it done. Mind you, this is like two or three days before I am supposed to embark on this grand adventure. Yeah. So it didn't start off well at all. I should have just listened to the universe there. But no, no, I took it. I took the RV up to Colorado. And by the time I got there, I stayed with a friend for a couple of days. And we kind of discussed it. I'm like, man, I think I'm a little overwhelmed with this thing. I don't feel comfortable driving. It's just too much. It's too heavy. Because yeah. it wasn't like you had like a, a truck that was pulling it. I mean, you yeah, had, it's you a had, small SUV is what a, I have. You had a Range Rover. I wasn't going to say. You had a Range but, Rover, you know, but um, that's typically not like a towing vehicle, is it? I mean, it, it can, but it can you certainly. Start, you don't usually see people towing on a Range Rover, right? Through the mountains of Colorado, and for forty-five days in a row, I think that uh, I just way overwhelm myself yeah. in the car. And plus, when you're driving that thing, you can only go a certain amount of. Uh, miles per hour so I'm going 60, 60 55 60 miles an hour it's taking me like 12 hours to get is anywhere is it just frustrating as hell when you're watching everybody pass you like, I just want to go faster it is and my chest was so heavy I was just so much stress because uh, I, yeah. I just had never driven that before I don't know what I was thinking I just I just thought it would be easier I mm-hmm. just thought it would be easier I thought no problem this will be fine but it wasn't fine it was totally scary so I, I, I took it back had fun in Colorado, took it back, and then went up the East Coast. So I went through New Orleans, which was awesome. It was so hot. It was, you know, because it was the end of yeah. August. It was super hot. I went up through um, Atlanta, which was fun. Saw some friends there. I went to South Carolina, which is where I grew up. Loved that for a couple of days. Played on the beach there. I hit uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Stayed with some friends. Washington, D.C., which is a really cool city. Mm-hmm. The politicians live there. They keep it really clean. Yeah. They got I it. will they tell got you that. Pictures. And I took a picture of Barney in front of the White House and hashtagged it Barney 2020. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Did Trump come out to say, hey, I figured he's a big dog guy. I don't think he was in town. Oh. I don't think he was in town. There was a lot of construction. He probably would have if he was in town. Like, Obviously. I mean, if I was in the White House and I heard Barney was out, I'd be like, oh, oh I'm going to go pet him. He would have run. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. He would have run. Invited Barney us to has it going, very him. good boy. <laughs> the greatest. Here's a medal. <laughs> yes, he would have given him the Medal of Honor. Would have, yeah, who would have given it to him over <laughs> Rush, I think. Uh, from there, I drove up to New York City, stayed there for a couple of days, and that was really cool. What would you do there? I drove across the Brooklyn Bridge, which was awesome, and then I drove through the Lincoln Tunnel, which was really cool. I, I just ate pizza and hung out with some friends. What do you mean, what did I do there? Not I don't much. know. New York's I got a lot of stuff out. in it. <laughs> I just hung out. Man. It was <laughs> awesome. I, and played on the beach again because it was still mm-hmm. pretty warm mm-hmm. out there. Um, did I you had go a, watch the Today Show? No, I didn't. So when I go to New York, I don't stay in the city. I stay in Queens with one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. and Kevin James. Uh, it's it's um, his, King of his wife, whose name I can't think of. Leah Rim- now Re- the, now Rimini. The, now the joke is dead. Carrie? Is that her name in the Carrie show? Carrie Heffernan. I never watched the show. It was he a great was, show. <laughs> he it was a great Queens. show. Yes, I remember. I remember. So I stay in Queens, yeah. So I didn't I didn't do it. But I, that's a lifelong dream of mine to go and stand in the Today Show. Because I watch it like your girlfriend every morning. Yeah. Emma <laughs> Emma is like, her day is not the same if she doesn't get to watch just a little bit of the Today Show. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's like people always tell us, oh, when I hear the Rod Ryan show or or whatever morning mm-hmm. show, yeah, it's like I'm in the car with my friends and it makes me feel better. And I really felt like that on my road trip because I was with, you know, I only saw my friends every couple of weeks if I went to their city. Yeah. So mostly I was alone with Barney. So when I would stay in places with TVs, which was kind of rare, I would watch the Today Show and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, these are my friends. This is my certainty. Did like, you get wine to like drink me? in the fourth hour with Hoda? Is it Hoda? <laughs> Is Hoda still doing the fourth hour? Hoda copy, uh, yeah. And, with and Jenna Bush? Jenna Bush Hager, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew Jenna was doing it, and I didn't know if Hoda still stayed on it. But. So they just, I'll, I'll tell you this, they just uh, have a new studio, and they oh. have live audiences in there now. What? That's right. Yeah, they do their show in front of a live audience. It's a big time. I want to go in the live audience. I just want to watch Savannah Guthrie. Not in a creepy way, just to be like, hi, I just think you're gorgeous. Like, I'm not going to touch you or be yeah, creepy. Yeah, no, don't touch just, her. I'm just, I just want to say hey. Don't touch her. Did we talk, you watched the, uh, the Apple TV the morning, morning show, show yeah. Right? I still haven't seen it, but I it's, thought I'd bring yeah, it up. Yeah, it's very Today Showy. Yeah. With like the whole like like, they, like and it's funny because when they when they're promoting it, they're like, no, it has nothing to do with the day, Today Show. Like that's not what we got from. It's like, oh, you didn't get that from the Today Show because it's just the exact same thing that kind of happened in the Today Show. The... Even to where Steve Carell's character, who is playing a very Matt Lauer esque character, they find a button under his desk <gasps> that closed the door. Oh. Not to give away like everything, but it's like, oh, really? Like that. Huh, where'd you get that idea from? <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, I knew that. You get the two anchors that then take over the morning show, and it's kind of like showing how that, that goes. But uh, just the politics that go on in, in TV, allegedly. Yeah, there's a there's a black male co-host that didn't get chosen for the mm-hmm. co-host, and mm-hmm. he's mad about it. And uh, Craig on the Today Craig, Show. Craig is phenomenal. Maybe Craig is phenomenal. would have been the co-host. I like Craig. I like Willie. Like Willie, Willie's pretty cool. Willie Geist, yeah, he does Sunday mornings now. Rarely is he on the Monday through Friday Today Show. Oh, really? Yeah, he does a Sunday, uh, Sunday hosting gig of some kind. Okay, mm-hmm. Willie's good. Willie's good. Yeah, he's all right. I get like Ryan Seacresty vibes from him, where he's just like he's he's always able to like take over whenever he's in, which you should be able to do. Yeah, when you're when you're there, but it's just like he's he's very good at hosting. Yeah, 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 and he's like middle of the road, not mm-hmm. non threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all right. Yeah. So, yeah, next time I go to New York, I, you know what? I should take your girlfriend up to New York City with me, and we should go to the Today Show together. OMG, came all the way from H-Town. We'll have signs that say, pass the gravy, and then Dinah's podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, then dude. we'll just hold them. Dude, and then you, but you have to wave. wear like something silly. You have to wear like a silly like pink outfit or whatever. Because like, there's always like the older ladies. They're like, it's so-and-so's 60th. <laughs> we came here for this, and look at us. We are sparkly. It's my 50th where are y'all from we're oh, from virginia we love y'all this is so great we love you Hoda. <laughs> like i'm sure they get like the same 10 things told to them over and over again like it's pretty awesome though because i wish somebody would, i wish they would tell me that all the time that'd be awesome if you always had people right behind you to tell you how cool you are people are so excited yeah. to be out there it's yeah. a big deal it's been around for so many years. It's it, a fun thing. Like when you're a kid, when we were kids, I feel like TRL, like I wanted to always be behind Carson Daly, which is like why I'm pissed that Carson Daly doesn't get a bigger role because like Carson is my boy. Carson Emma's has not a, a pretty big role though. But Emma's not a big Carson fan. And I'm like, Carson, I just wish was in charge of everything because Carson was my come home after school, eat my snack and watch TRL. Carson Daly. Emma thinks he's like bland. He's just not like, he's not got a personality or anything. Like he's just. I yeah. think he's. What? No, I but think he nerds he's the out one with over the music. Biggest personality. 
Because, first of all, he's got tattoos. Sometimes they poke out from his suit jackets, which I think is funny. He's the bad boy of the morning show. Yeah. I like that. He always knows everything about music. I think he's a super talented host. And he's a hard worker, like Seacrest, because he does the Today Show on a regular basis, and he does The Voice, too. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think that's on every night, all year long. I don't yeah, think it's on a lot. something like that. It's on a lot. That's um, crazy, like, all the people that do that. Like, I guess Nick Cannon doesn't really have another. He's got Wild and Out, I think he still does. Is that still on? I think it is on MTV. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not a big Nick Cannon guy. I don't, I'm not either, and I don't. I think he does America's Got Talent, right? Yeah, he does AGT, but it's like when, when those guys do all that stuff, you're like, wow, that's crazy. That- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like in Julie Chen, until like the whole her husband thing happened, uh, she was doing Big Brother and The View, and Big Brother were not on all the time. But it's like when it was in season, it was like that's a whole summer you're doing double duty. Yeah, that's doing a lot all of this work. stuff. Like, it's that's one of those that's one more thing where it's like you can't just do one job. Sometimes you can't just do one show. You got to do fifteen things. Yeah. To just kind of be like, all right, well, people know you from this. Yeah, I, and I wonder if. I wonder if they want to do that or if if they're if they have to sign some sort of a deal. I bet they do. Like well, you have to want to at some point or else like you're not going to give up that much of your time, you know. True. Yeah. Cuz I remember listening to something with Chris Hardwick cuz you know how he got like fake me too where he, like his ex-girlfriend said he was mean to her. He was he abused yes. her mentally yes. or emotionally and it's like he didn't hit her. He didn't hurt her physically he was mean to her which i'm not saying is night is a good thing to do he was just like but a, it was like you like were a, a dick boyfriend. of a boyfriend and like i don't think that that means like you ruined her life you know i don't know i wasn't there so i'm not i'm trying i'm trying to not be like yeah, oh yeah, i yeah. know everything but then he like, he was talking about how he was never he had never been as scared as he was then before uh what was he on with jenny mccarthy singled out he was on that and then he got like let go from that and then he didn't do anything forever and mm-hmm. then he kind of just came back with the whole like walking dead talking dead thing yeah, talking yeah. bad and he was like i just remember that period of time where i didn't have anything nobody wanted me on anything so i did the podcast I did the nerdist he did everything else after that he's like, i would just say yes to every opportunity i could get because i remembered that feeling of not having anybody calling me that's so interesting i was just thinking about this because actually i i, I went through that exact thing on a lesser level i was never on national tv or anything uh-huh. but just like all these jobs that weren't calling me back or all these jobs that fell through and i'm like am i not gonna be on a radio show anymore like when i 
when I made the decision to leave the Rod Ryan show, I was like, oh, I, I won't have a problem getting on a conversation. It's a, it's a small town. Not whatever. to toot our own horn. It was, it's, a, it's a fairly big morning show. It's a big for, show in a, in, a, in a top, basically top five. In market. a big company. <laughs> it's like it's the number one alternative yeah. morning show I on iHeartRadio. I didn't Heart think Radio. I would have a problem at all. Uh, but yeah, everything fell through. Nothing came through. It was crazy. And I really went through a very uh, down time because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I really love what I do. I just wanted to do it somewhere else on a smaller level so I could also attend classes right. and live in this town that's way more affordable than Houston. But it's not panning out. Um, so it did get really scary. And uh, I, I, I know that mental state. And you start questioning your own abilities and your own talent, and your own self-worth. And boy, is that a fun deep dark uh, hole little, to go little down conversations you're having back and i bet oh, where you're driving man. the whole time you're driving the country like that can't be yeah. you had to have some fun conversations with yourself <laughs> that entire way so i know everyone's missed my mom's story so i got a good one yeah, on this subject so there there was a, <laughs> a a job that i was for sure about and it would have been perfect uh, ghosted me and i was so upset and i was just so down so much so that when my mom called me or I called her or whatever I mentioned it to her I was like oh that job fell through they they're not calling me back and and I said it because I just wanted to talk to somebody like yeah. I just wanted somebody to hear me um I needed to vent right not because I needed to be told how much of a of a, of a fuck up I've been and that's what my mom did she went off on me. She goes, well, if you didn't quit your job and uh, go on that damn trip, you didn't blah, blah, blah. And I remember holding the phone away from my face, and I, I was shouting, I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Mom, I'm hanging up. And I just hung up the phone, and I didn't talk to her for three weeks. <laughs> for three Just wow. Yeah, three weeks. Wow. I didn't need that kind of uh, negativity in my life, Alex. You know, sometimes you just want to. Uh-huh. I, I'm not a victim. I, I'm not somebody. No, that, and you don't you don't play it that way. No, and I'm not somebody that needs to complain to everybody. But at, at that moment on that day, I was I just needed somebody to tell me that it no, was but- going to be okay. But then when you have Popeye starting shit with Chick Fil A, and Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A never fought back, right? No, because they don't have to. Because Chick Fil A yeah. get like they're like, uh, we'll just fucking have we won't have lines out the goddamn door. Yeah, or we will, and somehow we'll get to everybody in 15 seconds. Well, nobody ever got stabbed over a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. But that's like, but that's what, like, Chick-fil-A, if anybody, if everything could run as yeah. efficient, like, whoever's in charge of Chick-fil-A should just, they should just put them in charge of everything. Because it's the most efficient yeah. thing ever. You're like, 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 I will, like, one of my, my parents live out in Katy, and, like, mm-hmm. they have, the, the Chick-fil-A by their house is every day at lunchtime. It's all the way Sorry. down the street blocking a right lane where there's people getting to go in the drive-thru that has two lanes, and then they usually have two other people on iPads that are taking orders, too. And it's still, like, it's efficient as shit. Like, if and everybody's in, in and out line, in five minutes. In, yeah. And like, yeah, it doesn't take long. If you go to, like, <laughs> insert any other place, and you, like, you're inside and you're behind one person, it's going to take 20 minutes to get your food. Like, what the hell? Like, Chick-fil-A, they're swamped. I would be pissed if I was working at Chick-fil-A, but they're Great day, sir. I hope you have a fantastic day and enjoy your food. My pleasure. Would you like another ranch? Like, Do you yes, play a I game would. with them? I play a game with them where I t- try to get them not to say my pleasure. I try and make them, yeah. You, you're like, yeah. oh, cool. That's up. That's what's up. Thanks. I say thanks for everything. Yes. <laughs> so I'll say like, all right. And they go, my, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And like, because you kind of. It, it, that's a really cruel thing. I know hey, I'm doing. But, like, yeah, Waterburger. I was gonna say, so not Waterburger. 
you know that I think what we're trying to get at here is that Chick-fil-A should probably also have COVID tests because you would be in and out Actually, within like, idea. like it would be like you would get your sandwich, you'd get your salad, you'd get your lemonade, you would get a swab in your nose or your mouth. And then by the time you were done, like say you get swabbed when you go through the, when you enter the drive through they put a the thing in your nose, mm-hmm. they swirl it around in your brain, and then you That's order your signal food. that it's time to take your order. Once yeah, you get swabbed. Once you get swabbed, and you're like you're you're crying because it it feels weird, and then you order your food, and you go around, and then by the time it comes back, by the time you go back around, and they give you a thing, my pleasure, thank you, and they go, my pleasure, you're negative, and you go, all right, we're done. They would ha- everybody in America would already have been tested by now. A hundred percent. That same Waterburger. If you had that, I keep saying it. If you had that same Chick Fil A mindset. But with, with with health, think about flu flu shots. You just go boop. They pop you with a flu shot. You get your frosty, your ice cream, and you're done. You're gone. And it's and really it's like, what pain. better way to get a flu shot if you think about it? like I don't want to go to CVS where I have to nope. wait in line. I'm like I want a flu shot. No, can I wait? Pop me right now. And also, then I get a little snack. I get a little treat. Well, that's what everybody really wants after they get a shot. When we were even when we were kids, remember it was like. You get the you lollipop get afterwards. Shots, yeah. You get your lollipop, or you would get, you know, like a sweet tart or something like that, and it, it was just a constant thing. But if you even you did that, with I think Chick Fil A should probably do that. That's actually. That's. I think we just solved like world. At least one problem in America. That's so, at least. Like, one I don't want to say we're solving the world's problems, but we <laughs> just did. We interrupt this best of past the gravy twenty twenty to tell you that your car. Or home may stink because you've been in it for a long time. And if your car or home or maybe a friend's car or home stinks, get a little M air freshener for you or for them because they are the best air fresheners in the whole wide world. If you see anybody with one of those little baby back bitch, little green or black or yellow or red or whatever color trees they have hanging in their rear view mirrors, just know they're not trustworthy. They're not trustworthy people because they're not riding with a little M air freshener. Green trees are bad for the environment because they have to chop down trees to make the little green trees. Whereas little M air fresheners basically builds a tree house every single time that you purchase one. Don't fact check that, but I'm just going to go with that. Little M air fresheners, best air fresheners in the entire world. They're going to have your car, your home, whatever it is, smelling great. They also have awesome keychains. They got awesome stickers. They had awesome notebooks. What is it that they don't have that's awesome? There's absolutely nothing that they make that isn't awesome. I promise you, you will never be disappointed with a Little M product. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if you're getting a Little M air freshener product, tag them on Twitter and Instagram at Little M Tweets, at Little M Shop, Twitter and Instagram. Let them know you're supporting the people supporting the podcast. And uh, Little M air fresheners, I promise you, the best air fresheners you'll ever put in your car, in your whole world, the best smelling anything you'll ever have in front of your nose i promise you if you want to check for corona if you want to check yourself for corona you want to make sure you got that sense of smell just uh get a little in air freshener you can keep it on you at all times and yep still got it i'm corona free go with that it's a solid uh cheaper test that may or may not be as official as the real ones go check it out little m air fresheners little m shop.com the best air fresheners in the entire world the official air freshener sponsor of past great podcast little m shop.com little em shop.com Baby.
this is something that I definitely invented. I didn't steal it from a late night talk show host or anything. And I definitely try this with every single guest, not specifically just you guys. Um, this is called not very nice tweets where I go through your Twitter <laughs> and I find, you know, some of the not best ones. And then Ooh. I, uh, you know, like just some of the ones that you guys, and we just see what your response is to the internet. Yeah. I Twitter is kind of barren. You yeah. guys did say if uh, you could, if you dish it out of it, you guys can take it. So like, I was like, all right, if that's your thing, then let's see if you can. Um, this is that. not very nice tweets. It's a segment we always do. Um, okay. This is our, our first one. It's from Daniel underscore Blake. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> um, at High Dive Music, when are you going to stop writing soft and really write from the balls? Ooh. Yeah. Um. Huh. Well, you got to say that. <laughs> what the fuck do I say that? I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, when are you going to start writing from the balls, dude? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's That's kind of funny you. that you make a Cox joke there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I don't know, man. I, uh, I like soft stuff. I like stuff that makes me sad. Sad things make me happy. So if I write from the balls, then it's just going to be like like Slayer or some shit. Yeah. I, I think of like Meshuggah. Meshuggah's balls music, right? Really heavy, riff, riffy shit. So that's, that's not me. I'm going to be writing from uh, yeah. be writing soft, soft for a while. So take that, Daniel underscore Blake, who definitely isn't the co-host of the Weekly D podcast. Um, okay, these are also definitely real tweets. Um, this is from at my boyfriend's band is better one. And it says, a band named High Dive with a song called The Deep End. Cliche much? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, that's what, we, that's what I was going to get into earlier with band names. It's like, um, you, you know, like I guess we're, we're pop punk that's the category we would fit into and there's lots of uh lots of sports references right so i guess we didn't really think about it at first um but you know there's bands like a, a band i really like it's called modern baseball and then you've got like um shit i don't know major league was another one major league. but yeah lots of lots hockey. of sports I'm, references within this within this mm-hmm. that's a band yeah oh they're not pop punk though that's yeah, true they're kinda that's like true. indie like chill right indie pop maybe. what about like uh american yeah. football that's what I'm saying. Football. So lots of sports references, but no. So um, the way that we got the name High Dive, the funny, um, it's I, I stole it from a music venue. Um, <laughs> I, I was on tour. I was on tour with another band, and in, I think it was in Jacksonville or maybe Gainesville, Florida. There's a club called High Dive. We didn't even play there. We just drove by it. I remember. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool name. And then later on, it was like, so we wrote this song, The Deep End, but we don't have a band name yet. Um, it's like, oh, that's kind of. You know, it's fits the, fits the mm-hmm. fits the vibe, and then yeah. I I originally probably thought we were gonna run with it some more, and you know, name the next record like Shallow Water or some something <laughs> stupid. You know? But Zach was like, Treading that. Water, like, go with that. You la- should just <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get away. Just go from water the, themed. The yeah, the nope. pool theme real quick. Yeah, I think you should go back into it, dude. Just dive right back into that. <laughs> get it, get it. Uh, I get it. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, okay, what about this one is from at lifeguard suck sixty nine, and it says, "What is high dive at high dive music? A band for lifeguards?" Well, sure. lifeguard sucks. You seem biased. So. If you're a lifeguard, you should listen to us. Maybe, yeah. Maybe are y'all big in the lifeguard community? Do you know? I think so. Yeah. Um, so, when I they mean, open the, those beaches that put those earbuds. What is is it? Oh wow, that's funny. I was thinking like neighborhood pool lifeguards. Um, I guess maybe I guess there's any, they're all all lifeguards matter, man. <laughs> yeah, there are multiple tiers to that hierarchy, but yeah, I believe um, you know lifeguards right. enjoy our enjoy our music. <laughs> Barbecue, American slash Texan slash Mexican hibachi. Not at all. 
Hibachi is cooked on an open surface. Yeah, there's not like a flame right below it. Oh, not not only just that is barbecue is covered. Like if if you're cooking barbecue, it's usually in some sort of smoker or something like that, just not on top of a grill. grill. That's complete. Or even if it's on a grill, you're gonna close that grill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think hibachi is always within eye eye line. And I also think like Texan and Mexican, like throwing that in there too, like American would have made more sense, is it? Like hibachi American or barbecue American hibachi? Because like Texas isn't the only place that does barbecue. Yeah, no, but I mean, you can have like Mexican barbecue too. Like there's like stuff like that, but also- It's called barbacoa, Pat. I do- The big part of it- It's called barbacoa, all right? The big thing that separates it is in the middle of you, like let's say uh, doing a brisket, you're not going to open it up, take your spatula, slice a piece off of it, and fling it across. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Across the room at your nephew. And you know what you're not also going to do? You're not going to chop up a bunch of onions in varying sizes and shapes and then stack them on top of each other and then put some oil under it and then light it and go, it's a volcano! And then bang your little skillet on the thing and go, choo-choo, and move it along. You're not going to do that on a grill because it wouldn't work and it'd fall through. That's true. So unless you can do the volcano and the choo-choo train, which, I mean, if you go to a hibachi grill, like I know it's hacky and it's what everybody does. If you go to one and they don't do it, I don't care. I'm 31 years old. I'm just like, fucking do the fucking volcano. What is this shit? You do the volcano, you toss shrimp in the air for Or you to toss catch, shrimp. If you do one at least, I'll fucking give you no, the pass. No, you have to do both. I'd like and both. for me, you have to have the guy that has the fake squirt bottle. Uh-huh, like, he's like, ah! Uh, and it fakes you out with like ketchup. It's like a little ribbon, like a ribbon shoots out of it. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, ha, yep. you, I thought you were going to, you got me so good. And even though I'm an adult now, like when I see the red little bottle come at me, I see the red bottle. I'm like, oh no! And you just you just play into it. You just play into it, and they're like, I got this guy. And I'm like, I've seen that a thousand times, and I will fucking play that game all the time. Last one I went to, it it looked like a little dude (laughs) standing there, and when he did it, it looked like it was gonna be peeing out the oil. Mm, I like that. And he got me with that one. I was like, that's a funny bottle. 
Then, then another thing you got to be able to do to make it a hibachi grill is can you put whatever you're cooking around in the shape of a heart and then put your little spatula under and go, bup, 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 bup. Yep. it's a heartbeat it's a heartbeat and then then the, now robert this is wacky then they they chop it in the middle and they're like oh it's a broken heart and you're like oh no <laughs> honestly being a hibachi like a hibachi chef at one point in my life seemed like the coolest job ever it is. i'm not saying it's not it still seems like a fucking badass job because you're like i cook in front of people and they're like it's like a stadium it's like a cooking it's like a chef stadium basically is where you are like also you're like a like, another you're just part a of cook it. at like a regular restaurant like nobody sees you cooking but like when you're you get the cool hat you get the whole like cart you wheel out there and everything like, yeah our fucking dudes here let's fucking go like i go to benihana because i want to see what they fucking do even yeah, if it's what I'll, i've already seen them be able to do i don't give a shit i'm thinking part of what he might have thought about this too is that at both places, you can sit at a table with strangers because, you know, some barbecue places will just have those really long tables mm-hmm. that, like, but you not said. All of them. But, not but not all. And also, they're not cooking it right there at the table. They got to cook it in front of you. So, hibachi, you got to have a big group or else you're going to have some randoms at the same table as you. Robert, have you been to Benihana? Uh, I've never been to Benihana, but I have been to one of, the, one of those places, yeah. Just once, though. Dude, are we doing, like, I feel like we do, like, a pasta gravy, like, we'll do, like, a Christmas dinner with just the gang. P.T. Bachi? We'll take you out to Benihana, Bobby. And we'll, I'll be like, hey, did they do all of the things we have said, though? Did they do the, the beating heart, the choo-choo train, the yes. volcano? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because, like, I was about to say, if you haven't seen that, buddy, the spectacle. It'll change your life. I mean, and, like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming, and it's like I don't give a shit. I'm and still then, just excited. And then when they when they will put the table down, they put all the oil on the table to get it ready to go and make it hot. And then they start the fire, and you're like, "Whoa, that was a big flame! Wow!" And then there'll be one person, <laughs> either in your group or just in one of the groups at the table, that sees the spot, hibachi come out, and then looks at the man and goes, "Oh, they have sushi. That's what I'm gonna get." You're not even gonna order from the guy that's cooking it for you right there. Fuck you. You go steak no, and shrimp or steak, steak and lobster shrimp, fried rice. or shrimp and lobster or whatever. If you don't have some sort of combination of the three of those, just fucking leave. If you just don't order something leave. for that guy from the guy that's cooking it in front of you, why aren't you sitting at one of the other? Because they have other tables. Not everyone's at a, the grill. They're called not fun tables because yeah. you don't get to see your food get cooked in front of you. Dickheads. Have you ever ordered Benihana to go? No. Why would you do that? It's always funny. Like, did they, they like, they did the choo-choo train. They, they, they literally, the guy just roll, rolled the table out to the, uh, like, curbside and then was just flipping you every piece of the meal into your car. One time I got, cool. I, got, I got fried rice to go one time for my cousin, and I went up there. It was like, but, like, y'all did all the cool stuff to it, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> did, did, did you make a, a heart out of it? And they're like, no. And I was like, ah. Oh. Like, can you well, take it back? Never and do mind. That? <laughs> Can, you can take it back, right? I don't want to. I don't want to have to ask for a refund. <laughs> I mean, I, yes, I am aware that I could not see it if you did, but I would just like to. Like, I can't wholeheartedly eat this if I do not know what has happened to this rice. Like, this was made into a heart and then a broken heart. Yay or nay? Because if it's nay, take it the fuck back. I will send it back. Put it in a heart. Fucking turn the grill back on and send it back. 
Well, and then they threw it at I your car know my heart. and walked back I, inside. And, and that was when I was removed from that thing. <laughs> I've never been allowed back at that specific one. You don't do one thing that I feel like I've noticed a lot. And like in radio, this happens too, where in radio, we call it puking sometimes where like uh, you have a guy that'll talk like I'm, too, oh, hey, Ivory, it's nice to meet you. And then I go on the radio, I'm like, what's happening, everybody? It's Alex. And I talk like this when I'm on the radio. But then you turn it off and you talk like this, like, um, uh, especially like uh, it, there's like a news voice I feel like that people pick up and, and I always feel like it's the like murder story voice that it's like the lady's like it was a quiet town in Minneapolis Minnesota <laughs> and like sometimes there I are know. girls <laughs> like my name is so-and-so with eyewitness news like you don't do that but like do, do you pick up on that do you notice that a lot that people just like yes. kind of go into news voice uh yeah so when I went to journalism school I thought that that's what you were supposed to do because everyone that I looked up to was using news voice. And so I started doing that. And then I actually got a mentor who was in the industry killing it. And she was like, stop with your <laughs> presidential talk. <laughs> she was like, girl, just talk like you're talking to your mom. Think that you're talking uh -huh. to your mom. That's how I want you speaking to your audience. So I really toned down my news voice. Sometimes, sometimes you can't, you always try to enunciate, make sure you're speaking clearly, you know, so, cause you're mm. trying to convey a message to people. So sometimes that comes off as news voice. Sometimes like, you know, the, it, it sounds phony and insincere, right? I don't think it's a great idea to sound that way, which is why more and more, I think in this 21st century, a lot of journalists are dropping the news voice because the audience doesn't believe you when you sound uh -huh. like some manufactured robot news reporter. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's like phony necessarily as it's just like, like I know in comedy, there's always people that are like, when you start out in comedy, you sound like the people that you like, you sound like the people you listen to or the people you watch. And it's like, I feel uh -huh. like if everybody was doing like that originally was, that was the only way people did it. So then you start getting into it and you're like, that's all I've ever heard. I'm only going to talk like that. Yeah. You, you think that's what, they want that you think that's what's going to get you ahead and maybe some news directors are looking for someone who sounds that way but the further i've gotten my career the more i've i've like just gotten rid of that toned it down and just try to be myself more on camera mm -hmm. so and i think that's that's what most people want nowadays who would win in a race between speedy gonzalez roadrunner and the flash that's a good question. I always liked Speedy Gonzalez. He's a bad motherfucker. I was leading towards Let Speedy, man. I uh, He's got the coolest name. Let's say that. Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a dope name, dude. The Flash uh, is a cool name, too, though. But wasn't it? Yeah, but, it, you know, it, it's not the same without that last name. It just it seems like he's trying to. Okay, sure. He's like. Speedy's like, yo, this is my name, and they gave it to me. I'm a Gonzalez, but I'm fast as fuck, so they call right. me Speedy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, then, I don't know. I don't know why I don't trust Roadrunner, man. I just don't, like, I well, think the quick guy, had, I don't think about distance. I think Speedy's got him if you're going on a distance race. Yeah. I, it's funny. Roadrunner, you know, I always liked Roadrunner, too, man, and he could outrun, you know, the, the Wiley. He was rocket. kind of a dick. Well, he was a dick to Wiley. I love watching. I mean, Wiley just Wiley. wanted to hang, man. Wiley was like, "Yo, bro, I just want to like maybe watch a game. Just what? Quit painting these fake tunnels." <laughs>
I mean, I guess they would give the superhero, but I look, the cartoons aren't real either, so we don't know how fast fast they are. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the Speedy. I'm going to give the Speedy Gonzalez just because, you know, he's got he's you know what Speedy has that he's got he's got fans, dude. He's got followers. Mm-hmm. Now the Flash, he's got a bunch of dorky followers, probably like comic book guys. But I mean, as friends, he does it. But Speedy, and he always have like a crew. They're always cheering him on. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You got his. He's got. It. I can't remember who was the sleepy guy that always had his hat down over his yes, eyes, and he yes, was always like yeah, he he's napping. <laughs> yeah, and that guy. Everybody wants that guy. That, that guy probably bets on Speedy all the time. He's like future. He's his you. bookie. He's, he's the like, bookie. He wins. Yeah, he wins all the time. He's the fastest. Well, that's that's. You're Speedy. Name. You got a bookmaker with you on your team. I'm going that yeah. guy because you're obviously taking he's bets because you know your boy's gonna win. Speedy Gonzalez, easy. Sorry, Flash. Sorry, Roadrunner. We're going yeah, Speedy sorry, Gonzalez nerd. in that. Nerd and bird, you're out. <laughs> Pass the gravy podcast. Hardest sport to play in all of this are the sports that are already going on right now, like UFC and boxing, where you are literally punching somebody in the face and getting no, bodily at fluids. All. That's one-on-one, and you can test both. Of the- Dude, football, you can come into contact with 11 other guys on they're, one fucking play. They're all getting tested, though. That's the whole thing, though. Yeah, but, like, so if everybody's get getting tested, test? then that's the same thing. Okay, what if you get a false test in the UFC and you go five I'm, rounds I'm with saying, somebody? Fo- football, you're coming into more contact with more fucking people than any of the other sports. You're not getting punched in the face. So, no, you're yes, not. Yes, you are. You're getting punched in the face with somebody else's fucking helmet. Right, getting, with helmets. Like, at one thing, you're getting punched. That's on their fist. Football, you're literally so, going face-to-face, and your breath is going into each other's face. So what's his face from the not- Steelers is he's susceptible if he gets punched by a helmet. But, like, other than that, like, you don't think Masvidal and Usman are going to go out there and, like, be super high? Like, I would say those guys are way more high-risk than a football player who has pads and other articles. Like, you have shorts. What do pads have to do it. with it? It's just stuff that prevents you from like getting on you. I don't like. I don't know. Like you're bleeding on people openly. It's in a the respiratory. UFC. Like, that's the, just football players. They get blood on them too. Just because you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, but they're not. not the job of the football player isn't to I, just punch the I, other I, guy in the face until he doesn't get up. I literally don't understand what you're not getting about having more people closer around you than a one-on-one. You have a whole training team, bro. It. You have a whole training team that's around you the whole time you're training. You have the other guy's whole training Okay, but when team, you're actually like, on the field playing, there's one other person in there. As opposed to when you're on the field on any given play, there's 21 other people besides you in a very close fucking vicinity. I don't understand how you're not getting this. I get what you're saying, but I definitely think that the spread of COVID would be done easier over a UFC octagon than it would over an NFL football. So you think it's easier to spread – one-on-one than 11-on-11. You know why? Because how many fights are on that fucking mat? So one guy gets it. Say this is the first fight of the night. Okay. Say the prelim fight, this fucking, which isn't going to happen because UFC fight is perfect. Say the prelim fight, the first prelim fight, guy gets knocked out, blood, he's got COVID, whatever. That's all fucking over the mat. Then the second person that fights, you go down there, you get fucking COVID on you. Everybody could come up positive for COVID by the end of that. Okay. How many fights are on the teams? Including prequels, how many fights are on a card? Seven? Nine? No, because if you have, like, prelims and then, like, the super prelims, there's probably 20 fights. It's not 20 fights. Total? 
at a UFC, UFC event, which you don't UFC see 25. on TV, you, which on, you UFC don't see on TV. On the main card, it has like six fights, okay? So then we'll what you don't see prelims. on TV is the six fights that they have before the ones on the prelims yeah. that you have to have UFC fight pass. So, to so, watch. so, so there's like, like so there's like six on the main one. Then there's like four or five on the prelims. That puts us at like eleven. Then fights that you don't see, you're telling me there's another fourteen fights. No, there's maybe no, six. Then the more. main card. The main card and a prelim. I you the have fucking main card. So that's eleven. Then you have okay, so you still oh so what you only have six non televised fights. So all right. So you had eight. So it's like eight. You're right. That's nowhere near 18. twenty. You're right. Okay, that's no, no, no. 20. So eighteen people fighting total on that map. Nope, nope. That's eighteen fights. Sorry, eighteen fights. That puts us at thirty six people. Which means thirty six people plus the add their two cornermen, add their two cornermen, add the teams that they're training with, add the okay. add, add the people that are at the facilities with that. Like so add that's like at least eight times whatever. So it's about as bad as football and you're getting body on body contact when so, you're getting so 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 we're it. getting about tops. I'll give you fifty people on that mat. Which by the way, I'm I'm whatever. Fifty people. We've got like fucking sixty-two people on each sideline that are just players. Plus you've got another thirty on the coaching staff. Percentage rise more dangerous for UFC. It's literally double the fucking number plus in football. And with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like I've said 20 fucking times already, dude, just on the offensive line, you've got 10 fucking people right there on the line bumping into each other on every single given fucking play. They don't bump into each other at all in the UFC. One at a time, or two at a time, one-on-one. Like, I don't understand how you think that up max 50 people is more likely to spread than, what's it, close to 200 on an NFL field? But no, no, no. Fifty people is more likely because they're they're fifty-two man roster. Fifty-two man rosters. There's 104 people. Coaching staff has like 13 people on it at least. You, you think there's 13 people on a coaching staff? Or just like the main coaches? Coaching staff is at least 20 people. Okay. Plus, then you add 13, at least at, at least another 20 trainers on top of that. Plus camera crew. 
but like they're not Media? all gonna get it from it. Like if you're in a UFC fight camp and you hold test on, positive, on, on. So everybody in your fight camp. everyone that's in close contact in football is not gonna get it, but everyone that's in close contact in UFC is gonna get it. Um. Well, I mean, you're you're sparring with these guys. Like, yeah, I would I would say you're so. not spar- You're not sparring with coaches. And the UFC, yeah, you are. Do you not know how they train? Not all of your coach, like your strength coach, you're not sparring with him. Your jujitsu coach, you would say you had like a kick, like a no, you, like I a mean, taekwondo probably, guy. You would no, practice. You would train with all like those jump guys. In every so often, but you're training against your sparring partners. Your coach is there to coach you. Which, which you know by what? the way, you know you're what? still I in mean... close proximity to your coaches in football anyway. Let me text Juan that? Adams. Let me text my have, buddy Juan Adams. Have you ever, have you ever former seen UFC a fighter? Sideline? Let me see if he has. If you he think has everybody's going to be six feet away on an NFL sideline? This is amazing to me that you don't get this. Like Robert's just sitting there, like I, I'll keep going. He doesn't have an opinion on this one fucking. Right, Robert. Just end this. What would you side with? What would you say is riskier to spread COVID on? I think the NFL. Okay. Well, you are both wrong. That's I can't okay. I can't wait to hear everybody responding. Do it. I don't care. Is, I'm not going to change my opinion. I'm not going to change my opinion. It's more likely to spread than 200. I think it is easier for the percentages of spread to go up in a UFC event than it is cuz you know you're you're able to isolate yourself at that. So if like you know what you see with the MLS where you had like Six players test positive on on Nashville FC or whatever the fuck Nashville's soccer team is called. MLS, and, another one that's going to have more people around than UFC. But keep going. Right. No, exactly. This is what I'm using for an example for. But the MLS, like, you had a soccer team drop out because there were people that tested. So they're like, okay, whatever. We're, we're not doing this. So, like, they're smarter about just not participating in things. When the UFC, they're still trying to participate in things, which is going to guarantee that if one of them gets it – all of the people in that camp get it. And then I, I, I think it's just easier spread amongst UFC activities than in NFL activities where with 72 people, the odds that all of them are going to get it are much lower than the odds that the six people with you right there. Nobody the said all going to get it. It's just more easy to spread. God damn it. You know what I've noticed too? Every time we throw it to Robert of like the last seven times we've thrown it to Robert, me and Robert side, he always sides with me because you're an idiot. Like you really gone off the fucking rails like out. Your brain talking. does not work anymore. Every time the voice of reason sides with me. Doesn't mean yeah, I feel like voice of reason. I feel like a part of it also is just like how badly Alex does not want the NFL to like even like be talked about being canceled or anything like that. But like it it kind of yeah, like just play, makes you might play a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even like he's trolling. We're not canceling the dumb. NFL. We're not canceling the NFL, okay guys? That's it, guys. That will do it. That's all the best stuff that I remembered to take note of, at least, for the year 2020. And just like that, the year is gone, unless you're listening to this before New Year's Day 2021, in which case the year is still here. And if you're listening to it after, then hey, what a year that was. Am am I right? Okay, uh, I got some thank yous before we get out of here. Uh, Shout out, obviously, Pat. And Robert, those guys uh, make this a lot of fun. And and without them, then obviously, you know, the podcast would not be as fun with just me here. But shout out Pat Dion, Robert Barbosa. Thank you guys both for for always 
chipping in, being a part of the team and, uh, and making all of this work. Thanks to all of the smorgasbord of guests that we had this year. Uh, I mean, first off, uh, our, our guest of the year, may she rest in peace, Dinah Powers. Love you, buddy. And uh, I, I, I put the longest segment of the best of dedicated it to her, um, man. It was that, that was that was a big loss for for me specifically and, and a lot of other people in 2020. And I, I mean, I know it wasn't the only loss we had, but it, it was a big one. Rest in peace, Diana. We, we all love you here. Pass the gravy. Um, shout out to Ian D'Artez. He did a musical podcast. I'm going to send you out, actually. Like the, the end song will be Ian D'Artez, his in-studio performance before we had to do everything via Zoom. He came in and did PTG the musical, and he also sang Anything You Say, from Hold On Hollywood's new EP, Love Stories. So go check that out, and I'll play you guys out with Ian. Uh, Ivory Hecker, appreciate her coming on, talking about News Voice. The Chile, a.k.a. Jose Santos, my buddy that I work with every single morning. He had an awesome podcast, The Chile and Alex Show, with myself this year. Tessa Barrera and her quarantine episode. The band High Dive, shout out to them. Shout out to Kyle Tom Chesson in High Dive. He's done a lot of engineering for us. He's awesome. He's a, he's a great dude, and uh, I really appreciate Kyle with all the help that he's given us over the years. Dave, Keith, the crew at Southern Star Brewing Company, you guys are the shit. We love all of you guys, and uh, thank you guys for being there were guests on the podcast. Keith was the uh, Darling Like a Marlin Award trophy winner at the Gravies Awards. Dave was up there at our spooktacular. Just Southern Star rolls out the red carpet for us every single time, and they continue to make the best beer on the planet. Matt Thomas and Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790. Loved having them on the podcast. Winston Cook, he was on the podcast this year. He also played at our Christmas spooktacular, so shout out to him. Craig Lavati from the Houston Museum of Natural Science. Go check out the museum, guys. Mask up and go see a museum uh, in, the, in the new year. Cliff Hogg, a huge get for me personally from Big Brother. Um, that was a lot of fun. Houston's own Cliff Hogg. It was good to have him on the podcast this year. Patrick McClellan, I'm still in a ton of debt because of Snake City, but uh, I, I, I love the shit out of Pat McClellan. He's awesome, and I hope that ghoul in his attic isn't bothering him anymore. Sal Kalani, Brant Tobler, uh, Dusty Rhodes. That was a huge gift for me as well this year. Loved having Dusty on the podcast. Hopefully we'll get her back. Um, Liz Marshall, and uh, obviously, last but not least, the man, John Geoffrey, who uh, we did a quarantine episode with him this year too uh jingle blake wondered appreciate you making the jingles for us the past gravy bro our big brother podcast he made a whole intro for us over there so uh shout out jingle blake wonder um raymundo benavidez man of the year danielle weston our our woman of the year josh Tricottle, the mvp of the year todd voss last year's mvp this year's gravy gangster award winner Josh Posados, David Ruiz, everybody. I, I know I'm not saying it. Brandon Whitehead, Bro Brad. I, I love all of you guys. Matthew Hadamio. I don't want to not say your name. There's just so many of you guys to say. Um, Alamo Remedy, CBD, the best CBD ever. Thank you guys for, for coming on board this year and sticking with us. Little M Shop, you guys are awesome. Appreciate y'all sticking around. And obviously, Southern Star, I've already shouted out to y'all. Um, my wonderful girlfriend, Emma, thank you for putting up with, I'm like looking at her right now as I'm doing this. But thank you for uh, for letting me do a podcast every week for like four hours. And actually, I've added a couple this year. So it's like seven hours a week. I feel like I'm doing podcasts. She puts up a lot. And uh, shout out to Emma. She's the real MVP here. And also shout out to Wheezy because Wheezy 
is usually pretty quiet for most of the time. She only barks every now and then, but that's only when she, when she really wants to speak up. But uh, this has been, again, it's been an odd year, and hopefully 2021 is going to be a kick-ass year, uh, you know, when, when we figure all this virus shit out. But uh, I can't wait for... 2021 with all you guys my gravy gang is getting bigger it's getting stronger shout out to everybody that came out to the spooktacular i know no hating if you didn't i understand you know if you didn't feel as safe as, as you could be coming out you didn't need to come out and there are people that voiced some concerns and that's cool i appreciate it but everybody that did come out that means a lot too and uh hopefully when we're allowed to actually hang out with people again we're gonna have more events in 2021 we'll have more events in 2021 that like we were supposed to have in 2020 so let's look forward to that you guys the gravy gang the best gang in the entire world thank you so much for spending so much of your time listening to the podcast and uh fuck you 2020 let's kick some ass in 2021 until i talk to you guys next week with our brand new first episode of the year uh, you guys have a good one. I'll send you guys out with Ian Dartez playing Hold on Hollywood's Anything You Say from live in the Past Great Podcast Studios. And you can still do that. You guys have a great rest of your year, a safe new year. Be good to one another. I love you guys. And uh, until we talk to you guys next time, pass the gravy. Yeah. Bitches!
Let a rip, tater chip. I'm gonna pollinate all over you. Ooh, dirty talk. Mommy needs a little alone time to either fucking turn on her little lightsaber or have a fucking Kahlua <laughs> and Coke in the morning, all right? Why wouldn't you call it like a, like a butthole ant? I'm warm inside now. Are you really wet? I'm horny and mad. Hey, you give me protection money, I take care of your mail. Just send it to Frankie Yocho. I got you, bro. Smoke him up, Johnny! Sweet, I can get my sex swing. Big titties in big cities am i right fellas you guys get it here's my demon come spit in my mouth look in my eyes this p word is wet yeah but like i'm not gonna fill up on pussy hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.